Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 32 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Shahi, and sitting right next to me is the one and only Carlos Buarguayo. And right across from me, looking at his green eyes, crunch, <laughs> crunch, less is more. I was going to say crunch, crunch. Yeah. I've been saving that all day. Oh, were you? Yes. Well, you got to fucking throw me a bone. So sorry. <laughs> Throw me a bone. Horrible man. intro, but yes, I'm here. Throw me a bone and tell me before. Next time it'll shake my maraca on the next <laughs> intro. There we go. Right. Now, we have a very special show because we were going to have Jason Ward of Making Star Wars and .net and also now this is podcasting, but unfortunately his schedule got kind of messed up. He's coming in next week, but we have somebody that just stepped in. Coming out of the bench to the on-deck circle, not only is he a Star Wars Podcasting Awards nominee, he will be a winner soon. That's right. They sometimes call him the East Coast Arash. Now batting for the American League from the New York Yankees, the shortstop, Johnny Grosso. Yo! What up, Baraj? What up, Boo? What up, Les? Thanks for uh, thanks for calling me after Jason uh, Jason couldn't make it. I feel like the poor man's uh, Jason Ward, which is not a bad thing. No, no that, no, that is a great all. thing, buddy. That is a great thing. Are you not a bad thing. No, not a bad thing at all. And we really appreciate it. Thank you for stepping in, man. Really, no, really absolutely, nice. absolutely, really nice of you to doing that. Of course, How you doing? I, I'm good. I'm good. For, uh, first things first, I gotta say, Les, you have green eyes. Yes, I do. Yes, I you do. You Lion King looking motherfucker. Right. You are, <laughs> is, you are James Earl Jones, you sexy beast. <laughs> Come and take one. Mm. Wild roars. No, no, uh, keep it rolling. I just, I just want to try several things. Uh, 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 uh. There's a there's a sound down in the throat somewhere. I just don't know how to reach it. Wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's you funny. That's that funny is, you said that because we we have that joke running around. Whenever I wear my uh, glasses, that's what a lot of people say. Yeah, looks like Joffrey <laughs> Jaffer. Awesome. I mean, now I have to like now we have to put like um, a fucking Darth Vader figure and just have less talk. Oh, and just just to see how it would how it would be that would be amazing that's so that's cool amazing. Wow. I, didn't even th- I didn't even think about that that's right yeah his ass has green eyes yes he sure does I do. me and boo how have simba shit brown yeah. yeah yeah we have nothing special no nothing no. special me and boo yeah how is simba by the way 
Simba's fine. Well, you're dead. I'm dead. You're That's dead. right. No, you're I'm still dead in every him, form. Yeah. You're watching over him in the clouds. I have though. a Lion King Force Ghost. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Just to combine the worlds. Oh, well done. Well done. Yes, That's pretty good. That was good. That's pretty good. Actually, we're going to be talking Tied about together it. nicely. We're going to be talking about a little Lion King later on. So this is comes. This is going to come full oh, circle. I love how we on. tie all these things together. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, circle of life debt, Blow or we can call it circle jerk of life debt. Circle jerk. Oh hey 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 <laughs> hey now. Hey. All right, another all right. podcast my mom can't listen to. <laughs> I'm sorry. There it is. I'm sorry. This episode is already banned. Right. So let's get all this stuff out of the way so we can get into some geekdom. So we. You can definitely catch us on all kinds of different platforms, obviously. You're listening to us on one of them, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. But we do have an Instagram site. It's The Sith List. We have an email, thesithlist at gmail.com. We have a... By the way, our Instagram is run by Andrew Medina, who's... I always give him a shout out because yes. he's the man. He's kicking ass. The and, Funky Cold Medina. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> Andrew Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> You know, I'm sure he's been called that at some point. We'll, we'll have to ask that. Oh, yes. Man. He's been called worse. I know that. I'm sure that too. <laughs> but he's also going to take over our Facebook site. He's going to make another Facebook page wow. oh, instead shit. of the bullshit one that I have up. Be, be on the lookout for that. Oh, we also have a hotline. It's 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. So leave a message on that. We have some merch. Yes, we do. We have shirts mm-hmm. and we have folders. Really? Yeah, you didn't know we had folders? No, that's amazing. Yeah, we, we have actually had people buy a, a folder. That's awesome. And a notebook, actually. Whoa. I think Brad Love bought a notebook from there us. There it is. Cool. Which is great. So you can find us on tpublic.com slash user slash J-A-R-I 2112. That's 2112. Yari 2112. Now, if you can't do that, just look up the Sith list and you'll find all of our shirts there. Got all that out of the and- way. And they're having a sale March 22nd through March 24th. $14 everything. That is awesome. And by the way, you can find the Rogue One. By the way, I didn't introduce Johnny as the host of Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. That's with a W. That's right. And you can find their Tee Public shirts. And they have badass ones. I know because I bought one. And I'm saving one for celebration. And then we saw one modeled in real life by Patrick Bonfrisco. That's right. We, yes, Patrick Bonfrisco showed up over here. We played a little card games and drank like champs till <laughs> 5 in the morning. And he was sporting one, Johnny. Nice. One. Yeah. So, uh, Johnny, what's the T Public for you guys? What's your name and all that? Yeah, same thing. You can either search Rogue One, one with a W, or Jay Grasso. You just go go to the, their homepage, go to the search bar. The Sith List, Rogue One, you'll find it. Blue Harvest, you'll find it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Now, we do have another... I need some help from these Sith heads out there like I did last week. We're still trying to nominate... Well, not nominate. They're all nominated. We're still trying to get a win for a bunch of categories for Rogue One, Blue Harvest, and some of the Making Star Wars Network podcasts. So, listen here. Everything's going to be on the show notes. But I will need you to go to StarWarsPodcastAwards.com, and I need you guys to vote for Rogue One, Best Ensemble. Since this was supposed to be Jason's show, yeah. why don't we um, – and, and Jason actually has a legitimate shot to win it because his, his fan base is, is, is larger than mine. Okay. Just not as, de- just not as dedicated. <laughs> but, um, so why don't, why don't the Sith listeners go ahead and vote Jason Ward, best fanboy host? This was his episode anyway. So okay. uh, that's nice. Coming from, like I'm, just, like I'm just amazed to be nominated, right. um, especially for like best ensemble, because out of the 300 Star Wars podcasts, only five. So wow. Rogue One's in the top five. That's so that's cool. Incredible. That is crazy. You know what I mean? That, so I'm really proud of that. Uh, that's the thing I'm most proud of. 
And then uh, me and Hawes and Jason and Steele from the Making Star Wars Network uh, are four of the top ten fanboy hosts. That's so cool. So, uh, yeah, so so let's throw it towards Jason. This was his episode. Okay. So let's, let's throw okay. it to Jason Ward. Yeah, let's throw the best fanboy host to Jason Ward. I can dig it. Dig it. Best network, obviously, making Star Wars Network. Okay, you'll see that in there. Best edit and editing is the Now This Is Podcasting. Best song and best art, Blue Harvest, our boy Haas, mm-hmm. our boy Hazi Haas. We'll vote for them. Fangirl, Fangirl Amanda Ward from oh, yes, uh, yes. NSW's Rebel Girl. There you go, Amanda Ward. That's Jason's <laughs> wife, by the way. They're great. So there you have it. There it is. And if you want to look up the show notes, it has all this information on there, plus some of the other Making Star Wars podcasts. Like you said, Rebel Girl, Steel Wars, all that good stuff. Do your duty, Sith Heads. Please. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get into some box office news, like we always do. So, not a big week in the box office. No? <laughs> I'm just no. kidding. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. No. So, obviously, Disney came out with their live action Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And that thing fucking literally Marshawn lynched it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it beasted it up. That's right. Made $170 million. Jesus. And it should have, because it's Disney. Yeah, yeah, really. $350 million worldwide. My God. Okay. Yeah. It's already made more money, almost more money than Logan has worldwide. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. We saw it. Lorena kind of gave us the guilt trip and said, mm. hey, I go to all your fucking movies on Thursday, opening night. You guys can go to one movie that I want to see. And we said, okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you that. Yes. So we saw it, and it was actually pretty good. Yes, it was very good. It you, was very good. Did you see it, Johnny? No. It's okay. I don't even think I'm going to catch it on cable, to be honest with you. What? Unless someone like makes me watch it. Were you not a know. fan of the cartoon? No, I never saw it. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess, well, that makes sense. I get, I get the premise. Dude, yeah. I was watching Star Wars my whole life and like yeah. Transformers. I yeah, didn't, no, I didn't I get understand. to fit in Beauty and the Beast. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. That makes I just, sense. I just got to be honest. No, no. All right. Honest. All right. Nothing wrong with that. We're going to get to another animated film in a second. Hopefully, you have seen that one. We'll get that in a second. <laughs> Uh, Boo, what'd you think about this Beauty and the Beastiality? I mean, Beast. Oh man, that's that, that's I'm a different. Sorry. That's a different movie. I'm um, sorry. It was very good. You know what is it? It was funny. At the end of the movie, Lorena turns to me and asks me, "You know, did you like it?" I was like, "Of course I liked it. It's Beauty and the Beast." So just off of that, it's the same movie, just with people in it, and it just looks better. So so people who are and one thing that I did like is the when they have uh, more time in the movie now, uh, they're able to convey the message better. What I liked about it, it, they didn't fucking change it too much. No. And let me just throw this out there. People that have not progressed in life. Oh, man, that's right. For people that are pissed that there's gay overtones in this film, okay, you just need to fucking get a fucking... Grow up. First of all, yeah. grow up. Yeah. You're in 2017. If you, you, if you haven't progressed in your life to, to be... A, you're going to get upset over Beauty and the fucking Beast having gay overtones. Mm-hmm. You got you got problems. Yes. Okay. Just don't go see fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just watch TV. Stay in your home. Stay in your home and don't have an opinion because I don't want to hear the fucking stupid opinions that you have. I liked the movie. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful at times. It looked really nice. It was a pretty movie. Yeah. And you know there is some geekdom in it. Some mm-hmm. right. We That's have right. Ewan McGregor's in it. Yes. Ian McLennan's in it. That's right. And the guy that plays Legion. Oh, that's right. That is right. Yes. Professor X's son. Oh, really? Yeah. He's the actor? He's the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's the actor. So there's some, there's some you know, geekdom right there. So don't be afraid to watch it. No, it's go good. see it. Go see it. So that's cool. So we got that out of the way. It also, Logan and 
Kong kicked ass this week still. Okay. Oh, wait. Before you move on. Yeah. uh, You know how you were talking about the gay overtones? Right. So I agree with you, Araj. Like people need to like wake the fuck up and stop being dicks. Right. But then I I, I finally saw Passengers today. Remember uh, you and I spoke about that movie? Yes, and I didn't uh, say Chris it. Pratt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt, Jeff yeah. Lawrence, yeah. So, so I finally saw it today, and one of the first things I thought of when the movie was over was, what if it was Chris Pratt, and then the captain woke up, Lawrence Fishburne, and it was just those two on the ship? Do you think they would have fell in love? Oh, very possible. Huh. Huh. Well, do I think they would have fell in love? Um. Great question. I don't know. You, I, I don't think, think like, you think he like leans over to him and he's like, "It's just lips." Like, <laughs> well, this goes back to the <laughs> this goes back to the old Johnny Grosso Leonardo DiCaprio question. Uh, I mean, yeah. if DiCaprio was in there, Johnny, and you were you guys were the only two, what would happen? So what did Kong? What did Kong do? This <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So Kong made twenty eight point five million, and Logan still kicking ass made seventeen point five. The question that I have is animated films to live action, would you like to see? They already have plans to do an Aladdin, and that's Guy Ritchie's. And I got a really cool quote from one of the Disney executives why they went with Guy Ritchie. They are doing Mulan, and they are doing Lion King, and they are also doing Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hmm. What other animated features, doesn't have to be Disney, would you like to see in live action? For me, I'm going to just throw this out there because I've always said it. I want to see Voltron. I think that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, you're going to get a crappy version of Voltron, though. Mm-hmm. It's called Power Rangers. Oh, sorry. You guys sorry. being haters. I'm not the, hating. I'm not saying the movie is going to be sorry. crappy. I'm not saying the movie is going to be crappy, but what I'm saying is you're going to get your Lionbot version. Johnny, what do you think? Thundercats. <gasps> Johnny, you took the words out of my mouth. Thunder, Thundercats. Nice. Thundercats. I want to see Mumra. That's Mumra, Lino, <laughs> Chitara. I got a Mumra stolen in second grade, man. Johnny, took I, t- oh. I took it to I took it to show and tell. So excited, favorite toy. After school, talking to my teacher with my dad, and there was two other kids in the classroom. And I turn around and look, and they took it off the table and took off with it. Oh. <laughs> well, how about you, Boo? What do you want to see? Well, don't say GoBots. No, <laughs> that would be <laughs> really funny. No, I have to ask Johnny about that later. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Either either it would have to be a goofy movie or Hercules, but they would still have to be within the same vein as the animated movies. See, w- one thing that I'd, uh, wait, I wait wait wait, you I say liked, goofy movie? Yeah, yeah. A, a goofy the, movie, like a fucking like a live action goofy movie. Yes. Oh <laughs> gosh, something wrong here. Yes, don't don't hate, don't give me any shit. <laughs> I'm All not right? hating. I just never thought of a goofy movie. Yes, yes, and, or or Hercules. But the one thing that I liked most about it when I was a kid were the songs were actually really good. So I think they would have to keep it in the same vein as Beauty and the Beast, still with the music in it. Well, yeah, because Mulan's going to be a musical and Aladdin's going to be a musical. As yeah, well. they have oh, to okay. be. I have a question. How are they going to replace Robin Williams? I mean, how are they ever going to fathom to do that? CGI. Well, no, I get that fucking... Sorry. Sorry. I just got to call it out, man. How are you going to replace Robin Williams' him, persona, him, the legend, Uh, him? If you could... Not technically how the fuck you're going to replace him. Oh, Lord. Your Thundercat should have been stolen. (laughs) (laughs) It should have been. Go ahead, Johnny. 
if you can recast Batman and Spider Man three times each, you can recast, you know, the the genie. Yeah, I guess Ooh, you're right. I, I, I don't know about who that. So, so who would you? Who would we recast? Yeah. Let's do a fan casting right now. <sighs> um, you God, know, I was taught. Um, that no, I got Sean Connery. Let's bring him back. God damn it, a lot of He's just giving him shit the entire time. Sean Connery. Okay, there's got to be somebody like quirky and good dramatically too. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Robin Williams out there in the no. world, you know. Why can't Jason Bateman do it? Jason Bateman, like a sarcastic fucking <laughs> genie. I would do, I love Jason Bateman. There it is. Man. I'm just throwing him That's out a good there. one. That's a good one. I love myself some Jason Bateman. I would have to say Dana well, Carvey. Dana Carvey. Ooh. He Boy. can still be quirky. Jesus, does he even have a career anymore? I would, yeah, he, he just put out a new uh, Netflix special. Well, then why not Mike Myers then? Oh, Mike Ooh. Myers. My response does not change. <laughs> Sean Connery. You know that uh, Dana Carvey, all he would do is, I'm a turtle. I'm a turtle. I'm a fucking I would, turtle. I would finally get it in a fucking movie like I fucking needed to the first time in Master of Disguise. What a horrible fucking movie. Uh, that yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Fucker that owes was, me. That was terrible. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that. Now, Guy, Guy Ritchie uh, was obviously picked to do Aladdin, and a Disney executive was out there. His name is Sean Bailey. He sat down with Vulture. And they asked him why they picked a peculiar Guy Ritchie to be in this thing. Sean Bailey sat down with Vulture and he talked about why they picked Guy Ritchie to be in the film. This is what he said. He said, Guy became interested in doing a Disney movie and we talked about it for a long time. When we sat down and we talked about Aladdin, my stories are really about street hustlers, Ritchie said. That's what I do. That's what I know how to do. And Aladdin is a classic street hustler who makes good. Guy's got his own version of that story in his life, but he wanted to honor and respect Disney. Okay? We never want to feel like we have a playbook of these things because we worry it'll make us creatively complacent. The idea of a highly energized Guy Ritchie Disney musical felt like, oh, we haven't done that before. <laughs> so that's kind of cool, man. I like Guy Ritchie's style, and, and I'm really interested in seeing what he does with it. Does, cool. uh, does, does Guy Ritchie know that you have worked with Will Smith? You know, my... (laughs) Here's the crazy thing. Guy Ritchie has a casting call out for Middle Easterns in certain age brackets that I think I fall in to come out and give a little, uh, you know, schmeal. So you might see me as the next Aladdin. Yep. Or a boo. Or a boo. Or a boo. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be doing us all a disservice if you don't try. Yes. Yes. You got to get your headshots ready to go and send them in. I can be a good street rat. Yep. Be great. (laughs) <laughs> so actually to be honest with you, I think this this might work this Aladdin mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie film I'm digging it he does cool street hood kind of things right Snatch was amazing Lockstock was amazing so did he, did he do Revolver no Revolver no. was a big rip off of Snatch. but he did Rock and Roller no he didn't yes. do Rock and Roller no, no he did, did do Rock and Roller I don't think yeah. he did Rock and Roller I think it he was he did I'm a big I'm a big Guy Ritchie fan Revolver was the rip off Rock and Roller was Guy Ritchie. Oh yes, it was. That it was. is you're right. right. You're yes. right. You're right. And but there wasn't a connection. No, it wasn't yeah, locked or was. tied into anything. No, no. Rock, that was a great cast. Rock and Roller was man. cool. Rock and Roller was actually really good. Yeah, Rock and Roller was cool. Yeah, I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then like the second or second or third time I saw it, I was like, oh okay, I get it now. And mm. I think it's like I think it was you, Les, who said like, what an amazing cast in that movie, because oh, I yeah. think when those people got famous after that movie. Like came out, and I went back, and I was like, "Holy shit, he was in that! Oh my god, he was in that! Oh my gosh, she was in that!" 
So then, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe I just paid more attention. But I liked it better the second time. That, that's pretty much what happened to me, too. You know what I was confusing it with? I was confusing it with Smoking Aces. Stro- yeah, Smoking Aces. Okay, did you, yeah. Did you, did you just said Stroking Aces. Stroking Aces. Yeah. That's on Pornhub.com. <laughs> no, Smoking Aces was a kind of like a snatch rip-off, It rip had off, a right? rip-off, yeah, it was. Yeah, rip-off feel to it. Back to what Johnny was saying. Uh, when you do look at... Uh, rock and roll again. You see Tom Hardy and Idris Elba, Gerard Butler. Fucking Tom Hardy's in it. Yes, he's handsome Bob. Right, dude. Yeah. That, that's like, like that's the conversation. Like me and Les were just having. Like we, we didn't say the names, but it's like yeah. you realize all these people are in it, and you're like, Holy oh my god, shit, yeah. And you're watching, you're like, oh my god, yeah, exactly. It just strikes you, and you're like, okay, now we definitely got to go back to see that. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. So yeah, so there's that. There is your live action. Disney news, but uh, so you got Thundercats. I want Voltron. You want Goofy and and Hercules and Hercules. Did you have one? I was gonna say Thundercats. I know they've done it already, but GI Joe would be something they should try to do again, yeah. but with more yeah, of gotta, a military. Yeah, like a, not they don't have to get too outrageous. Just be more of a military kind of like the movies they already put out there, and just have a you know have these guys with their regular code names because. They didn't have to go too campy. I understand they wanted to recreate what we saw as kids, but yeah, G.I. Joe would be really good if they just kept it to like, it's a strike team of like eight people. They got their code names. They don't have to do all kinds of crazy, you know, have Snake Eyes doing all kinds of crazy jump kicks and stuff. But just, <laughs> yeah, we already know Snake Eyes is a badass. That's all you need to know. I'll even do you one better, Les, and say, bring in the sci-fi aspect to it as well. Yes. Like, mm. let, let Cobra Commander be like half snake person. Let Destro have a chrome dome. That's right. Yeah, that, it you know, should have been like bring that. Bring the sci-fi into it. It, sh- it totally should have been like that. No, I mean, they tried to do some kind of sci-fi. Don't work. get me wrong, the movies worked at the time, but I think they could do like much better thing now. It could be much more streamlined. Well, they, didn't even, they weren't even successful when they came out. No, they weren't. No, hardly. No. And hardly. I really, I was totally into G.I. Joe when I was a kid. By the way, yeah, speaking, too. speaking of all this, the we saw the trailer, the full trailer for the Transformers film. And we, me and Les watched it together. You watched it uh, on your own. Uh, you've seen this, Johnny? The, the one with the little girl? Yeah. So <laughs> what did you, you, yeah, you think? I'll get your opinion first. I almost, I might not see it in the movie theater now. Okay. It was that bad. Okay. Wow. Okay. That yeah. was not... The first teaser, I was like, all right, it's your typical Michael Bay Transformers movie. You know, it won't be as good as the first one. It'll be probably like the third or fourth one. And then I saw this little girl just making no sense and just it it felt like a Nike commercial. Like I was supposed to feel Mm. bad if I didn't let her play baseball with me. That's right. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And I'm like, what the fuck? The only thing I liked it. I liked about it was it was post-apocalyptic, and we haven't had that yet, have we? With the Transformers? No, I didn't even. I don't know. You, yeah, I didn't, you didn't even catch that, right? Little girl. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think they're the, the little girl aspect. They're just trying to do what Star Wars is doing, and and trying to bring up the young female, a feminine hero. Yeah. And that's cool. Like it is. I don't mind Mark Wahlberg having a having like a Laura type sidekick, <laughs> but what the fuck was that trailer about? The trailer was I, all I over needed, the place. Oh my god! Yeah, I can. Girls can shoot guns too. Whatever the hell she was saying, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, it felt like a bad Nike commercial. She said, "She said something like, I can fight. I'm a fighter,' or something like that." Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, "Bitch, you need you. You know Laura. 
<laughs> you know Laura. And it was first, it was like a first perspective, kind of like a documentary type. She was talking to the to camera, the camera right? yeah. to, to us. So I wonder who's filming that, like yeah, really, how it's yeah. going to be. But this might be the last Michael Bay one that he's going to do. Really? Because Bumblebee is going to be standalone and he's not doing it. He's producing it with Spielberg, but he's not directing it. We might have a, de- a decent movie out of that one, at least, you know. Speaking of remakes and rehashings and reboots, The Matrix. Oh, Dear Lord. Nice. Yes, The Matrix. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter... You you watch that, boo. You watch that. You're a big Matrix fan there, Johnny, huh? I The first one. Well, the first one's, well, uh, yeah. the first one's amazing. Bl- blew my mind. Well, the first one was revolutionized film. It mm-hmm. totally yeah, it it changed everything. Yeah, it was... I always say Pulp Fiction kind of revolutionized film as well. Matrix was the sci-fi special effects mm-hmm. version of what I think Pulp Fiction is. I'm probably going to get people... No, sending no. me Instagrams and no, no. fucking Twitters. Right. Of, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Matrix franchise is being plugged in again and being rebooted. The studio is in early stages of development for a reboot of the iconic 1999 sci-fi thriller. 99? Shit. My God. It's been that long. The Avengers writer, Zach Penn, is in talks to write the treatment with rumors of Michael B. Jordan to potentially star in it. Will he be Neo? No. I think it's going to be a whole new other person. He'll, I would imagine he'll be, he'll be the next one. Yeah, just like uh, just like the the. Oh, so it's it's going to be a. It's not going to be the. He's not going to be Neo. It's going to take place. I guess it posited in the third one that I don't know. They're saying that it's going to be a reboot. So who knows if it's going to be an actual reboot or they're taking the story and just. Well, if he's the next one, he's basically going to be the Neo of the yes, story. Yes, but but he's yes. not going to be. Yeah, yes. but what you think? Yeah, just like the. The old white guy said, I've seen many of you before, the one. I understand There'll be that. many of you after. You know what? I'm totally down. I like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. The, Wach- the Wachowski sisters. The brothers who made the Matrix are ladies now. They're ladies. Just one of them? That's the thing. It's both of them. What are the chances? What are the chances? The brothers who made the Matrix are ladies now. Who wrote and directed the first film as well as its two sequels are not on board as of now. Joel Silver, who produced the original trilogy, is reported to have approached the studio with the idea of mining the film for a new project, but is not confirmed either. Apparently, Silver and the Wachowskis have a tense relationship, and the studio would likely have to choose one or the other. They would have to get the Wachowski sisters. Yes. They would be the Who are the No, you don't get them, because they just put out a movie called Jupiter Ascending, which was terrible. Was that them? That was them. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was right. Jupiter Ascending was them, and that would probably be a reason... Other than the other transformations they're all going through, which but, but, is but, okay. But who's more but, important, though, out of out of them two? Who would you rather have, Joel Silver or the Wachowski sisters? I, I don't know. I don't even know. I, I'm going to say Joel Silver because, mm. you know, they just kind of came off as a one-hit wonder. I mean, you saw Street... Street Racer. Race, street Racer, right? Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Yeah. Yeah. Speed Racer. Speed Racer yeah. Right. yeah, so... It's yeah, like you're they, right, Johnny. You know, speed Racer. They, well, maybe, maybe this is the one like thing a, they can actually stick to. Yeah, but, yeah, two, but yeah, there's so three, many talented man. people. I would, I would be like, like you know, to... I would do like what Star Wars is doing. I would find talented directors who've done one or two small, but like really good films, and say like, hey, what's your take on this? Here's two hundred million dollars. Like, go go <laughs> to it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and, that's, uh, that's ballsy for them to do that, and it's succeeded so mm-hmm. far. And can I have a dream cast for Morpheus? The Morpheus mentor role. Here we go. I'm going to say it. Will Smith. Will Smith, because he regretted turning down the Matrix when it was offered to him. That's, was he offered true. Neo? Was yes, he, he, offered, he was offered yeah. Neo. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He said no. Yeah, but 
I guess. Would you rather be, if you were Will Smith, would you rather be Neo or would you rather be uh, Jay in the Men in Black movies? Neo. Okay. Yeah. Because The Matrix is, is going to go down as one of the greatest sci-fi films. Mm-hmm. One of the, and the is a lot of the, but right. one of the greatest sci-fi films well, the first of its time. Yes. Okay. Um, the first Matrix, yes. Yes. The, I, I wasn't a big fan of two or three. I like two and three. You, you like two and three? The first one is the best I, one, absolutely, but two and three were good, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I was. They're a lot like how I view the prequels. I will never say they're bad because there's 45 minutes of that two hours that I absolutely love. Yeah. Like the same is the same is this is the same. I'm saying the same thing for for the, the Matrix the two and three. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> long day. No, that's all right. Yeah, actually, you can just extend them. It's gonna make me look like a real. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same. It's like Johnny's having a seizure on the Sith list. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> so parts of the second and third one, you you a good stretch where you like those, right? Of course, yeah, absolutely. They, Did not like the the big showdown battle with Neo and millions of Mister. And, you know, with Agent Smiths. Yes, Agent exactly, Smiths. Yeah. I liked that. That was cool. I, I liked Trinity's opening scenes in part yeah. one and part two. Oh, where, oh, where those yeah. were those where were bad. Yeah. Those, those were the, the, that's what hooked but me. But you saw two and three at a young age. I did. Ah, yes. So th- yeah. I, I could totally I was, understand. I was six when, oh, when well, the first that, one came well, out. That makes yeah. total sense. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, if I saw bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, that was my real first jump into uh, really different sci fi. So, yeah, of course. So, when us three, Johnny and Roger and myself, are talking about these movies, we, we saw them when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Right. The first one was unbelievable. Yes. But then the, the second and third was kind of like, oh, where the fuck are they going with this? And the third one, the second one, I was like, okay, I'll give it a pass. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the third one. And the third one was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. It's almost like when Smashing Pumpkins switched their whole musical thing up. Ah. Uh, you see the silence? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this arm was a great song. That, that whole album, Siamese Dream, was a great album. Then Billy Corgan fucking... That's what I'm saying. What happened after that? Went, went, like, went oh, gothic and okay. lost his fucking marbles. <laughs> but we won't get... But, by the way, I got a question for everyone right now. Johnny, who are you listening to in your car right now? I'm not saying right now you're in your car doing a podcast. I'm saying... I, was, yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to music in a long time. I've been just chewing up podcasts. Podcasts, me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. You listening to anything right now? Just podcasts? Uh, well, no. I mean, when I'm not... I listen to mostly podcasts, but when I'm not, I'm, I'll, I have to say it. I'm listening to Migos. Sorry, uh, Donald Glover right. got me going, so right. yeah, I'm on some childish and Clip some Migos right Drop now. Top. That's right. Cooking the drugs on the crock pot. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, you know, th- th- those probably give me some some better street cred, not being a fucking millennial. Just old, like 1960s, 1970s rock. You know, Led Zeppelin, uh, nice. The Stones, nice. The Doors, all that. I listened to the Stones today, actually. Cool. I, we digress, but I just wanted to know. All right, so there, there's your Matrix. You're excited, Johnny, about this? This reboot, this whole thing? You're very pumped because you're a big fan? Yeah, and think of how much technology has changed in the last oh, 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what if, if, if Neo in 1999 was a computer hacker, and that's why he was able to be the one. He was, you know, that's what he did. And then the Matrix was kind of based on that cutting edge computer science in 1999 like what is it going to be based on now 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Holy shit. I mean, there's going to be a lot of cell phones that are like <laughs> smartphone technology is yeah. going to be in there. Be and smartwatches and shit. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Fuck, that's going to be nuts. Yeah, I'm interested. If it's a good director, good writer, good actor, it's going to be good. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> Just don't fuck it up. Speaking of, actually, speaking of this, we're going into a sequel, some sequel news. We're going to our little Marvel section. So there's some Deadpool 2 news. Uh, during their conversation with LRM, writer Rhett Reese made it pretty clear that he and Paul Wiernick have some lofty goals when it comes to writing Deadpool 2. I think we definitely kept our sights on the sequel, different sequels that have succeeded. Because there have been sequels like The Godfather Part 2. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. The Road Warrior mm. and Aliens. Get away from her, you bitch! <sighs> I would say Spider-Man 2 and X-Men 2 I enjoyed more than the first. So there are definitely examples of sequels that, that surpass the first. And that's what we're trying to keep our eye on. Because we don't want to be accused of making a sequel that is not nearly as good as the first. There are plenty of examples of those. So it's just about quality control and making sure you don't settle. Making sure that you strike new ground, but also tap into what was successful about the first one. It's a fine line, and I hope we can write it. This is cool. It's a bold strategy there, Cotton. What's great is one of my favorite films of all time, Godfather 2. I know Haas is a big fan of The Godfather. It was on this list. And so here's a question. What are some of your favorite? And you can't say Empire because we all know that. What are your guys' favorite sequels? I'm putting you on the spot. I already said mine. Mine's should, Godfather 2. Should Johnny two. handle this one first? Or? Johnny, I'm sure Johnny probably has one right on top of his head. Johnny, favorite sequel? I would have to say, no, that's the third one. I was going to say Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is my favorite of the trilogy, but oh, wow. for now, huh. there's four of them. But it's like, a, does that count? It's the third film. That's, that's fine. fine. That's yeah, fine. No, it's no, still a sequel yeah. of the of the first original. Yeah, that was a good one. And and I would have said Godfather Two and Empire, but you you like took those out of like possibilities. <laughs> yeah, I'm staring at a Godfather Two poster right now on my wall that I have up there. Um, nice. I love that's a great film. Mm-hmm. Love that film. Boo. Sequel? Um, uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, great one. Fuck, good call there, Boo. See, you might you might have some hope, Millennial. That was yours? My bad, my bad. No, we could share it now. We it's, good, share it. it's good enough no, to share uh, it. I'm going to call this one out. It's already on the list, but uh, Spider-Man 2 with Dr. Octopus was fucking badass. It was good. It was actually really good. Yeah. I, I mean, amazing movie. So that's mine. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, there's been some great sequels. There's also been a lot of shit, but oh, there's been some good ones. So, yeah, let's hope this Deadpool 2 is going to have uh, uh, some some good stuff. And, you know, the, I saw Patrick Stewart on, um, what's the late night guy? Uh, Gordon? Which one? Corden? Corden? James Corden. James Corden. Yes. He was on there. And he's, they kind of put him on the spot and asked him, are you officially done? Uh, and he's like, well, I am officially done. I'm not going to be the professor. And he, and he, said, he said, but... Somebody has mentioned uh, 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 Deadpool. <gasps> Professor X in Deadpool. It's not for me to say. Oh, it's huge. But you have That would point. be huge. Well, what about Professor X in Legion? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Tell us. Would you... Excuse me. So, technically, Patrick, Sir Patrick, yes. plays my father. I mean, Professor yes. X Did you know that? David Haller's father in the Marvel Universe. Right, this is huge. <laughs> so essentially, I've got a job offer. This is massive. For, Are you for, in? For Patrick? Are you Absolutely, one hundred percent. 
That would be a great conversation, the two of them talking oh, to yeah. each other. That would be fucking oh, insane. That would <laughs> the be dynamic so would be amazing. good. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. There would definitely be a joke, like Deadpool would say to Professor X, don't you don't you get in my head and yeah. Professor X saying something like, there ain't no way I'm getting inside that head. There's too many of you in there. <laughs> he, might, he, he might even do a Star Trek reference, fucking Deadpool. You never oh, know. yeah, he would. That yeah. would be good. Oh, he about totally him. would. He'd, he'd totally, totally be like, does your dick work or something? Yeah. Too? Yeah. He'd be, he, come on, of course. He, yeah. he, he definitely <laughs> would do it. He like definitely that. would yeah. say yeah. that. And, and don't be he surprised. He would totally call him Picard. Yeah, yes. oh, yes. relax, Picard. Yeah, calm and, down, Jean Luc. Yeah, <laughs> and don't be surprised if you see Wolverine. If you see some Logan in some there, Logan some Logan in there, some man, just for Hugh a little Jackman? like two, three seconds. Just don't be surprised if you do. I'm that would be you. them both then. Yeah, that would be an epic scene with just mm-hmm. Professor yeah. and Hugh Jackman. And, yeah, that would be, be fucking awesome. Oh, have you have you seen a recent picture of Hugh Jackman? No, is he blowing up like getting beginning? No, he is. He 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 meant it. It's his last Wolverine movie because Homeboy probably lost twenty pounds. Oh, oh fuck! He's done, done. Wow. He was on he, Fal- yeah. He was he was on Fallon. Uh, I'm, I'm doing all the fucking major circuits here. <laughs> the, the late night circuits. He was on Fallon before the movie came out, and he said for 17 years my diet has consisted of boiled chicken with broccoli. Oh, and cauliflower. He said, so for me to be done with this movie is a huge thing. And they brought out a massive pizza. No, oh. massive, massive bowl of pasta. Oh. And he just scarfed it down right on stage. <laughs> I would have done that too. That's awesome. Be, yeah, I mean, you're, you're an actor. You get all this money. You, have, you can live and do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But yet and still to maintain a role, you have to maintain a strict diet. Yeah. At this point, I'd be like, I want all the filet mignon you can do. Just bring it all. <laughs> I'll eat every piece of that beef, dude. And, and that's why uh, what's his name doesn't want to do James yeah, Bond. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig, yeah, he, he, that's why he always contemplates it mm-hmm. because of getting ready for it, getting getting ripped. Johnny, you should be a personal trainer to the stars. That's what you should be. <laughs> no, I'm I'm nowhere near that. Here's a the segue that I was talking about some cool stuff here about life. Mm. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Now I wasn't a big fan. Of going to see this film. This was actually the preview that I talked about in my PSA on mm. last week's episode mm-hmm. or the Logan episode. Yes. About Les talking, first of all, while the preview was going on. Crunch, okay? crunch, Les. Not even the crunch, crunch, Les. Oh. That was horrific. Mm. But the fucking straight conversation. God damn, if Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds are in a movie, then I'm shit. We gotta go see it. God damn! No. God damn it! If you do, I mean, come on, you can't put those two on screen together. But you can, you can wait till the movie's over. To flock to, to talk the damn about theater. It. You can wait thirty <laughs> seconds and just tell me after the fucking preview's done. Okay. <laughs> okay. So life. Are you guys excited about life, or is it just aliens to you? It's it just like... aliens to me. Honestly. No, I'm excited. I I really want to go see this movie just for the fact that it's right in the sci-fi vein. It's got the space thing going. I want to see this movie just because I want to see what they're going to do, like I said, with the two guys in the movie. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Okay, well, here's a thing that I might get you a little excited. Venom has been announced as a standalone film. Ooh. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ooh, nerd boner. No, Venom has been announced. It's official. It's taking over the Aquaman release date. Release date. It's going to be October 2018. Ooh. It's coming out. But here's cr- something crazy. The two same guys that wrote Deadpool, okay. that are writing Deadpool 2, yes. wrote Life. Oh, ooh, okay. Okay. 
There is an idea floating around there, out there in the internet world, that life is actually a secret prequel to Venom. An upcoming film based on the popular Spider-Man villain. Okay, I'm reading this out of, uh, this was on comicbook.com. The theory picked up steam. It was actually on Reddit, I'm sorry. Where a user noticed footage similar to Spider-Man 3. And I saw the picture. They use literally use a scene from Spider-Man 3 of act- symbiote. No, 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 no symbiote. It was a it was a basic scene of actors just looking up in the air. Okay. Okay. Literally grabbed it out of Spider-Man 3 uh-huh. and put it in the life trailer. Ooh. I don't know why they did that. It could have been just they needed a yeah that little thing. Okay. The symbiote organism, which finds its way to Earth and takes over the body of Eddie Brock in Spider-Man comics, could be the alien organism discovered in life making the theory an intriguing one for the Spider-Man fans, to say the least. What's even more intriguing is that the writers won't totally rule it out. They were at a junket for life, okay, and they're saying they're not ruling it out and they're not confirming it. Oh, well, what a damn okay. tease. Can I, yes, chime can in, I go, please. Can I go first here? Please chime yeah. in. They're, they're definitely not ruling it out because they're like thinking to themselves, holy shit, we can get all the goddamn Marvel fanboys to come see our movie thinking yeah. it's a fucking <laughs> Venom prequel. And that's exactly how it sounded, to tell you the truth, Johnny. And I think, uh, and this is, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely like let Les answer this because he's the expert. But Les, don't you think Infinity War would be the perfect opportunity now that Spider-Man is part of the Avengers where he would get the black suit and then, you know, Venom will be born from that? I totally agree with you because Secret Wars, which was basically the Infinity War, is exactly where the symbiote shows up. So, yeah. That would be the perfect place for him to get the black suit is in Infinity War. And you think Marvel? I mean, well, is that yeah. another, another deal, a little strike deal that they did? We'll let them let them have well, the I black. Well, I know oh, I know Spidey's in it, right? Of course, but are so, they going to let them do another franchise and Well, and nobody it? knew that it was Venom in the books. Nobody knew that it was a symbiote. Okay. So for the first few issues of the appearance of the black Spider-Man suit, he was just running around with this awesome suit that did pretty much anything he wanted it to mm-hmm. do. And then after a while, then it became positive that it's an alien symbiote. So they might be able to pull it off. They might be able to say, okay, you can have this thing. But everybody knows. Anyone who's anyone is going to watch the movie and go, oh, my God, that's Venom. So, right. and, how do you have, and how do you have now six Spider-Man movies, seven Spider-Man appearances, and he has yet to wear my favorite suit? You know what? That is a great because question. they fucked him up. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. In they, three. They've, they've taken two steps forward, one step back each time. Really yeah, and I'm not counting. Up. I'm not counting Tobey Maguire's black suit in Spider-Man Three because it looks I was gonna nothing say, like. Don't count that. No, well, like we never that. did. Even when we saw, it, we're like, nope. Yeah, that wasn't very, very good. But I, I, I have whoever, a quick question: Who is the company that's making Life? Is it Fox? Sony owns Sony. Oh, Sony. Or my bad. Is it Sony? Sony, Yeah. Is Sony uh, making life? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Same studio. Yeah. That that gives more credibility. Yes. But not going to happen. It's a very cool idea. And I think think Les and and, and you are right that it's going to be – it's just for them to be like, yes, come see our movie. Sure, whatever you whatever you want to connect to it, yeah, that sounds great. Just come fucking see our movie. I, they, they're not going to make a connection, but whatever they feel, whatever helps them get people in the theater. Sure, yeah. And, and their quotes—I don't have them in front of me. Their quotes were kind of that way. Oh yeah, it definitely oh, it is a connection. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. They're, they're yeah, sarcastic great. as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you you have a point, Johnny. Who would be Venom's enemy in a movie? 
In a movie? Okay, so it would have to be... I mean, and that's the thing. They'd have to put either Spider-Man... It would have to be yeah. Spider-Man. Or, Spider-Man. It would have to be Spider-Man. Or the other symbiote. Like, is this a trick question? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, well, so what it I'm, would have to be Spider-Man no, right away. No, so. but what I'm asking is, if you put Spider-Man in a Venom movie, it's a Spider-Man movie, man. It is. Which I, I think mean, that's mean, what I was trying to tell you. You earlier. mean it's like having uh, was it the Joker in a Suicide Squad movie? What does it turn into? To, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, just just no, 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 just, no, 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 just, no, no. Just putting that, just putting oh, that to rest. Booze, booze making, trying to reverse making reverse connections here. No, no, no. Wow. Just making say, connections. No, what was, no. what did you say about Spider Man in a Venom movie? It makes it into a what? No. no oh, that, no. that, that mm. doesn't make sense. Mm. I'm saying, mm. I'm saying, with, mm. with our argument, Boo. Okay, you have the Joker in the fucking movie. Okay. Uh huh. It's like if they put Spider-Man in this movie mm-hmm. against Venom, okay, right? Yeah, and they put him in for fifteen minutes. All right, you don't do think that. people would be pissed off? They cannot do that. Okay, all right. So, so then the reason why he's not in the movie enough is because it would have made it into a Joker movie, correct? No, but but, the, but that's totally fine. It would, be, it would have been the assault on Arkham. Isn't Joker the main guy in the assault of Arkham? Yes, yes, he is. Yes. It could easily be. Isn't the Suicide Squad, Carlos, squad involved? Carlos, I think you're trying to make something happen that's not going to happen. No, it's not. I mean, Johnny, you were going to say something? Harry, Let, let's clean this up. Uh, <laughs> Batman was in Suicide Squad. It didn't turn into a Batman movie. Thank that's you. right. It, and, and that could have easily become that. It could so, have easily been a Batman So what movie. I'm asking is, if Spider-Man's the main villain... It can't be. Unless you call it Venom versus Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Which would be funny. That would uh, be really funny. But I think what they can do... And, and no, you're right. They're going to have to put Spider-Man. They're going to have to have him make an appearance of some kind, either at the beginning or... You know, drop in and out of here throughout. He's going to have to be the main protagonist in the film. I I was trying to say, and and I'm sorry, I don't have sources, but I think the deal is is that Sony has to produce a Spider-Man movie or a Spider-Man related movie. You were telling me that earlier. Every three years or they lose the rights to... To Spider-Man and all its no, no, properties. No, no, but, no, but lose it to who? Oh, it goes to Marvel, which goes to Disney. Oh, fuck. So okay. why not rush out a, spy- a Venom movie, you know, with the spider symbol on him? Because that's basically what it yeah. is. And then go from there. Maybe Why not do that? I heard they're going to do a Daily Bugle movie after the fucking Venom. That would be the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Kind of Can like, you I imagine? Would, I would love to see a J. No, Jonah it's, Jameson it's, movie. No, that it's going to be, awesome. like, be like Spotlight. It's going to be like Spotlight. Where they take down the Kingpin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that, that mean, I mean, I can't wait. I'd love to see Venom. I think if they do it right, it's going to be badass. Oh, yeah, it'll be it's awesome. beautiful. He just has to be bigger. You don't need to bring just back Toe for Grace. No. Give me... Give me my fucking Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Les, who who do I credit for? Who created that suit? Who drew it? Oh, that's Todd McFarlane, man. Was it Todd McFarlane? In 1988? That, that, that is... That was McFarlane? Okay, I can't give you the year, but I would guess that... Oh. I remember in... When I, I was in seventh grade and I was reading Torment, which was part of Todd McFarlane's massive run all over Marvel Comics. And then uh, Venom was around at that time. So, yeah. Todd McFarlane definitely created him. I can't give you the year. I'm sorry, people. But yeah, definitely Todd McFarlane is completely responsible for giving us probably one of the best characters out there. One of the most recognizable. It's by far, arguably, one of the most recognizable characters. Uh, Wolverine is always recognizable. And you know what? Todd McFarlane drew him for a while. Mm -hmm. Todd McFarlane drew... 84, guys. Wow. Todd McFarlane drew him. Todd McFarlane drew the Hulk for a while. Todd McFarlane drew Venom, and then he also dropped a guy that we all should like and know named Spawn. Okay. Well, Spawn went to Image. 
Well, right? Todd, he founded Image. Yeah. He well, left Marvel it, with Rob Liefeld. And Kirkman. Kirkman. Rob right? Liefeld, Kirkman, Jim Lee, Will Sportatio. Uh, I don't know about Kirkman, but the other guys were artists for Marvel. And yeah. they walked. They walked. But, but I don't... Did Kirkman have a tie with Marvel? I don't know. I know he... I have no idea. But it was Kirkman but and... Kirkman went with those guys. With, with yes. those guys, and, yeah. And they started Image. Yes. Yeah. And Image is amazing. So there you go, man. There is your Spidey slash Venom news. And maybe, you know, life... Hopefully life is good, man. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't heard any negatives or positives from it yet. At all. They got yeah, a, that's got, crazy. That is, that is great fucking cast, though. Yeah, they, yeah they it is a great cast. Yeah. Great fucking cast. Let's keep the Marvel train ro- rolling. You, Johnny, you didn't see Iron Fist, right? No, no. I, um, I'm, I definitely want to. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. Without spoiling anything, I've only seen two episodes. Boo, you've seen oh, that. Spoil away. Spoil away. I'm very familiar with the character. Oh, okay. I see, and that's what I wanted to ask you guys. I'm not very familiar with the character, so I wanted to ask you guys if they, if it's comparable to the comics and graphic novel and what his story should be. You've seen seven or eight of them. You've seen... I've seen six. Six of them. Yeah. I've seen two. So mm-hmm. you guys talk about it. What do you guys think? Boo, you want to go first? What is it? I'm, I'm actually in the same boat that you are. Did not know too much. I knew I knew the gist, but nothing too much. I knew, I knew about the whole Iron Fist and all that, but not really in-depth stuff. So to me, it's, it's an entertaining show. I, I, I don't know why people hated the first episode. Actually, what is it? Friday night, what is it? Uh, a best friend of mine... Sends me a text message saying, Iron Fist sucks. <laughs> holy shit, this is bad. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there holding my phone like, holy fuck, is Netflix actually struck out for the first time? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You said that. Let me interrupt just for a second. Because no, I said maybe this is the first fuck up yeah. for Marvel. Yes. Other than Thor 2 and a couple of other ones. <laughs> yeah. but, but go ahead. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm reading the text message. He sends, I was like, holy shit, are you sure? He's like... I just saw the first episode. It was really bad, but you're going to have to see it for yourself. I was like, all right, thanks for the warning, I guess. It's not that bad. I don't know, I don't know why people are, are bashing it. It, it, was, it was an interesting episode. He said it was a little too slow, and they dragged on a couple things too much. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it did drag on for a bit. They probably could have condensed episode one and two into, into the first episode, which would have been fine, but I thought it was okay. And it's a good, it's a good show. It's kind of like Daredevil season two, just kind of more mystical aspects of it. Okay. But but it's it's not as good as Daredevil. I would have to put it probably in the number three spot as far as the Netflix uh, Marvel shows. You liked it better than Jessica Jones? No. Okay. No. To, to me, it's so it's, far I haven't liked it better than Jessica Jones. No. Yes. To me, it's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Oh wow, Luke Cage that far bottom, yeah. huh? Oh yeah. shit. I didn't. Uh, I, I, uh, I didn't. I didn't like the guy who played Luke Cage. Uh, how he played him, the 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 stoicness and the lack of emotion. I didn't dig that. Huh. I didn't okay. dig that. And it it just it, it didn't translate well. I know that's how that's how he is on uh, in, in in the comics, but on screen it didn't it do that well. well. Yeah, it didn't fine. do that well to me. But yeah, so going back to what I was saying, it's it's a decent show. I like it, and it's it, it's good. You guys should see it. I I don't know why people are bashing it so mm-hmm. much. Watch it. You know, it, it it is a good show. Les, what do you I, think? Well, go, go ahead, John. Oh. Please go ahead, John. Oh no, no, no. Real quick, real quick. One of the one of the things that I heard they were bashing it about is because the lead character is like doesn't look athletic at all. Oh yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he, he's not flabby, but he's just some normal scrawny guy. <laughs> but but that's Loris Terrell from High Garden. 
you got to give him his props. I mean, that's my thing. I keep looking at it. I go, that's the night of the flowers. So I'm just gonna. I'm okay with that. He sh- he should be a little bit more toned. Just I understand just that. Yeah, you're right. He should be. Now, I I mean, I know enough about Iron Fist. I to be honest, I like the show. I think it's entertaining. I think this one is just as good as the other ones. I know what people are expecting, though. You see Daredevil and he's kicking ass. You see Luke Cage and by episode three, you're like, okay, this is badass. Uh, even Jessica Jones. First wh- episode, she puts a dude through a door. Yes. And then for that aspect, fine. But you get, you know what you're getting. It's kind of a, a, a I want to say, I'm trying to pronounce the word right. Noirish, like yeah, the, film noir, film noir, like a dark mm-hmm. uh, detective kind of story. That's what you're getting. So it gives you all these different flavors. Then, then this one comes out, and I like it. I don't see... I mean, I see what people are... They're all caught up in this, oh, it sucks, it's slow, it's not this, it's not that. Uh, some of the choreography could be better. Yeah. On yeah, I agree with that. Iron Fist's part, but sorry. This is what you're going to get, and I still like it. As far as the show goes, it's pretty good. I would tell people to go ahead and watch it. All right. I watched two episodes, and... The first episode, I was like, halfway through, I was like, okay, I fucking get it. You're Danny Rand. <laughs> you don't need to fucking keep saying you're Danny Rand. I'm Danny Rand. I, I fucking understand, man. You're Danny Rand. Other than that, <laughs> I, I don't know too much about Iron Fist. Is he that nice of a man? Well, he's... And in the show, he's very much of a nice guy. Well, I guess he's just following that code. Mm-hmm. That, okay. that honorable code okay. of, you know, being, treat people how you want to be yeah. treated. Okay. Be nice and gracious to your enemies. Show mercy when you have to and all okay, those okay. kinds of things. It wasn't horrible. No, I, I don't no. know. I don't know I don't what know they're... What, what everybody's hating Yeah, about I'm it. two episodes in. I'm not like... I'm I, not going to stop watching I it. I think what people are expecting already is the green and gold and <laughs> oh. the flaming hand and him and Luke Cage just going around beating the hell out of people. That's coming later, people. Mm-hmm. Just just wait. You got to get all these things built up. We that's going to be the defenders. Yeah. yeah, and we still have the Punisher coming at oh, some point. So God. yeah, yeah. Oh, people want their, their ass kicking. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys want, you're gonna, and even with the Punisher, there's probably going to be an episode or two where you're going to be like, okay, can you just start shooting people now, <laughs> please? But you just got to wait. It's just how it goes. You do need a character build up here. You need to yes. develop a character. You need that. Especially yeah. with people with Iron Fist, not a huge popular comic book character, right? Not, not a massive one. He's not massively popular, but he's known enough. That That's the one thing about uh, Marvel Comics. They're, they're second to third tier characters. A lot of people know them. A lot of people are able to identify them. So, yes, whenever you see Power Man and Iron Fist, everybody, they are, people know that. Whereas DC's second and third tier characters, not a lot of people can call them out or be able to put, you know, they may be able to call out Plastic Man. Mm. But other than that, they really wouldn't be able to go past, you know, their first tier of, of characters. So, yes, he's known enough. Okay. All right. Yeah, so watch it, Johnny. It's all right. I mean, it's... It, I don't want to compare it to Legion. I'm two episodes, three episodes into Legion, and I don't know what the fuck is going you on, You shouldn't man. even... I have it. no clue what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on, That's and it's upsetting me. You quit. It's upsetting me. Yeah. I feel like I should know what's going on, and but I, it's just it's fucking all over the place. Less have, have episodes, yeah. Are, are you all up to date? Okay, see, I know Legion. Like, that... David Haller is... I know the character, mm-hmm. and I watched episode... I watched up to episode three, part of episode three. And the only reason I was watching any of that is because Aubrey Plaza, I think she's beautiful. 
That's the only reason. I, I'm sorry, man. You're not the only one. I think, uh, who is it, Aaron? Aaron loves him in our, in our chat rooms? Yeah, she's gorgeous. I'm like, I'll take this and I can deal with this. But as far as the show is going, I'm sorry. You're taking me too many different places, too many layers, too many fl- like flashes and, and cut scenes. You're just, uh, uh, too much. Aubrey Plaza is the one in uh, Dirty Grandpa, right? Yes, yes. She's in Mike and Dave Need yes. Wedding Dates, and she's Oh, hilarious. that one, too. That's right. Yeah, she is okay. hilarious. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty funny. She was in Community. Oh, the brunette? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. She's she's actually really funny in other Yeah, stuff. she is funny. Very, very funny. She is yeah. very funny. She, she was in Community. She was Chris Pratt's uh, girlfriend in Community. I think so. Yes, yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah. Which is cool. All right. Uh, yeah, you watch it, Johnny. It's definitely worth watching because you're going to have to kind of like put it all together with Defenders. And I know that Rosario Dawson is going to show up in this. And you know other characters. Well, no, they've already it. tied certain oh, characters okay. in, and, okay. in certain episodes. So you already see some characters. Oh, really? From. But yeah, go ahead and watch it, Johnny. I just, I mean, you do what you have to do when you can. Yeah, yeah. I definitely will because now I have free time since I gave up on Legion. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it also helps with the timeline of all four Marvel shows on Netflix because that was one thing that's been bugging me is trying to figure out exactly when each character is having all this stuff happen to them. So that's one thing that's been bugging the shit out of me as far hmm. as everybody's timeline, how they, how they mix together and everything like that. Right. And I think, yeah, I think I'm getting pieces of that now, but mm-hmm. I can kind of guess that Luke Cage comes right after Jessica Jones. Or not right after. He's doing his thing before she comes to him in one of the episodes in her series. It's, already... it's definitely after Daredevil, because yes. Rosario Dawson states certain things. Yes. But, yeah, but well, since I'm on episode nine, you start to see that pretty much all four episodes or all four shows are happening just about at the same oh, time. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. give or cool. take maximum two months, right. but it's all within no, the exactly. same, same the, flow timeline thing. Right. Yeah. And then what you're seeing also is that I guess they're all based in each borough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I was noticing. Which is yeah. kind of cool, yeah. It is cool, yeah. So you got Harlem, Hell's Kitchen. Manhattan, yeah. Manhattan. I want to see these guys all in Infinity War somehow. Just a glimpse. I don't know I don't know if you can see all of them. They will be. They, if, if, they, if they are, I guess that's part of the contractual obligations, mm. is that they have to. So Charlie Cox is like, hey, I guess he was pissed because Daredevil plays a huge part in Civil War mm-hmm. in the books, but yeah. he wasn't asked to be a part of the movie right. at all. So, yeah, they're they're obligated that if their character is supposed to appear, they're going to have to make an appearance. Well, yeah, I just hope they they want them to make an appearance. Well, if things go on and, like, there ends up being some battle on the streets, then that's where they'll be. And you'll see them there. Yeah, that's what I want. Exactly. That would be very cool. And that'll be sick. Very cool. All right, so there is your Iron Fist news of the week. So hopefully we'll watch more episodes. You guys will probably be done with it by next week. But There's some DC stuff, not much to talk about. Man of Steel, which was done by Zack Snyder. Right? Mm-hmm. He's not directing yes. this one. He is, he is not directing this one. Matthew Vaughn of Kingsman, the Secret Service movie, famed for Warner Brothers, is the top choice right now, and it looks like he is going to sign. Um, he's in preliminary conversations. That doesn't necessarily mean that, that Vaughn will sign the project, but they're, that's who they want. And I would like that a yeah. lot. That's oh, my God. Yeah. Kingsman was an amazing movie. Amazing. And... Uh, that's that's who I really wanted to play Han Solo, Taron Egerton from watching. Really, yeah, out. he was great. Hmm. Eggy was great, man. That's right. What was his name Eggy in the film? Eggsy, Eggsy, Eggsy. Yes. Yeah, he was great. And that they're making a sequel to that, by the way. 
That's that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's coming out. And it's going to be in the United States. He would have been yeah. a badass Han Solo. He would have. He would have. He's, I was. I I used all my little influence. I didn't. I didn't get it done though. <laughs> yeah, you pushed hard for that. I'm, I'm rolling. I did. That's I love sure. him, man. Jesus. So that's your news. Other I mean, than, I still I still love him. <laughs> yeah. So do I. He's good. Other than uh, Ben Affleck came out of rehab, uh, he had a little short stint in rehab, which is cool. I mean, it's not cool that he was in rehab, but it was cool the 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 statement he made. Let me let me read the statement real quick. Okay, he put a statement out on Twitter. Quote, unquote, I have completed treatment for alcohol addiction, something I've dealt with in the past and will continue to confront. I want to live my life to the fullest and be the best father I can be. I want my kids to know there is no shame in getting help when you need it and to be a source of strength for anyone out there who needs help but is afraid to take the first step. I'm lucky to have the love of my life and friends, including my co-parent, Jen, who's Jennifer Gardner, who has supported me and cared for our kids as I've done the work I set out to do. This was the first of many steps being taken towards a positive recovery. Now, the reason I'm saying that's really cool is I'm glad that he's putting it out there for that exact reason that he talked about. There's some people out there that are afraid to go to rehab. There's some afraid people that are ashamed to go to rehab. If a guy like Ben Affleck, who is an A-lister, can come out and say, hey, I'm an alcoholic and I need help and I get help and I'm doing it for my kids. That's a huge fucking thing. Mm -hmm. It's a Carrie Fisher move. Yeah, it is. You know? So good for him. Good for you, Affleck. Do you think uh, this is related to him recently turning down the directing job of the Batman? It might be. It's definitely related to the pushback of the date of Batman. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, because yeah, he wasn't there on set. He was somewhere else. And it's not like he you know, flies away and flies back. It can't be that quick of a deal. Yeah, and maybe it's too much pressure, man. You're putting mm-hmm. a lot of pressure well, that, on that's the guy. That's what I was going to say. And really if he already has a drinking problem... That's just going to make him do more, and then then what? You're going to get a shitty product, and it's yeah. just yeah. There's an he unfortunate... should have been Iron Man. Oh. You think so? Oh, like well, because he's drinking. That's funny, man. You know they never really address that in no. any of the movies. Well, no. in the graphic novel, not only is he an alcoholic, he's a, a, abuses oh, drugs he heavily. Does it all, oh, he's he is fucked up. Horrible. That's, that's why they. That's why John Favreau got. <laughs> Um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. because he knew about the character and he said these guys are one and the same. It yeah, just they were. fits. They were. Yeah, yeah. E- even though they've never actually like less said brought light to the issue, they are the literally the same person. They kind of did in the, was it Iron Man two where he's like dancing well, when, around yeah, when, and falling down. When he he's he's going to die. Yeah. yeah, and you're like okay, but yeah, yeah they've never really addressed Mm-mm. him being an alcoholic. No, They're like a straight boozer. Like shit, just, just big hammered, time boozer. Yeah. yeah. So, The Walking Dead's coming on tonight. Oh, man. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. Uh, Johnny's going to be asleep because it's going to be super late for him. Yeah. <laughs> but, Johnny, what did, I didn't get to talk to you about what you thought of the last couple episodes. Um, I was really um, happy with the last one. Yeah, I, I definitely see where they're going with it, and it's going to be pretty good. I'm glad Carol's back. I didn't really think that... Um, Oh my god, I'm freezing. What's his name? Uh, the guy with the stick. Morgan. Morgan. I, Morgan shouldn't have murdered, uh, killed him. I know why he did it, to like regain the trust of the saviors. But like, he should have just kicked his ass. Like You're going to need every soldier to take on the saviors. And that guy was a baller. Like, yeah, he, he was, he was a, a fighter. So I'm just you know thinking of like taking on the saviors and winning. I'm like, I want that guy by my side. I don't want to kill him to make a point. That was a Richard, you know, maybe right? be- yeah, yes. Richard, yeah, Richard, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe beat Richard's ass, 
you know, he made a mistake. He wanted to sacrifice his own life, you know, but they shot the they shot the young kid instead. Like, okay, shit happens. It's what a fucked I, up world. What I think he why he did it, I think he did it only to prove to himself that he can murder cold bloodedly again. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on that one, Raj. I, I agree with Johnny though. Maybe he shouldn't have killed yeah, him. Yeah, I agree with you too. They need every gun and every badass hand they can have in this thing. But what Morgan was trying to show them, the saviors, was look, man, we can do like he said, we get it. And I meant and I think he was trying to mean like we can do we can do whatever it takes. We're gonna do whatever it takes to survive. And I hope they take the message back, like, dude, this guy killed that guy in cold blood. But obviously they're the saviors. They're not gonna. They're gonna be like, oh, they're willing to kill each other for us. Yeah, yes. I, and I liked the last episode just because it made, I said it last week. It made me feel like I was watching The Walking Dead again. Oh yeah. It felt like a Walking Dead episode. This season's been so weird with different styles of directing and music and trying new weird shit and single person episodes. Yeah, single person episode in the in the first half. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And I, I keep thinking that was last season, but it wasn't. No, it's it was not. this season. No. And, and like the. The whole apocalyptic thing with this new group that we mm-hmm. had that talks really weird. So I like the fact that it's feeling like The Walking Dead again. So, who on this? I was listening to your episode last week. Who guessed or who predicted Michonne was going to die? I did. Yeah, it was Boo. I agree with you. I Thank you. you. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, Boo also called predicted out the kid. Uh, yeah, predicted the Benjamin. kid. Benjamin being the one that's going to put Morgan over the. Mm-hmm. Over the top and Ezekiel. Yeah. See, but going back to what you guys are saying, I disagree completely. Richard had to die because you see that he's willing to sacrifice other people, not just himself, yeah. because he, he was willing to sacrifice Carol's life for to start the war. The war's going to start eventually, and he knows that. He just wants to expedite that situation to happen. It's going to happen eventually. I do agree that, that, that you do need every hand to fight, but he had to die. He just, he, even though uh, Morgan did not know he was going to sacrifice Carol, what he did, he, he should have known the saviors are uncontrollable and they have, they have no rhyme or reason to what they do besides taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So he should have known something bad could happen. And, and and for the fact that the that Benjamin died, he deserves to die. Plus, Morgan had a real close connection to him and stuff like that. He he saw sure him did. as he saw him as his as his protege. So yeah, so Richard needed that. Well, I disagree. Richard should have known that he was going to shoot Benjamin anyway because Benjamin smacked him. Yeah. In the in the previous encounter, Benjamin right. smacked, smacked the his guy. Hand, yeah. yeah. And Rat that guy bastard, yeah. and that guy has the stick and he's twirling it around as they pull up. You got to know he's going to try to fuck with either one of those two That's who true. have the stick. That yeah. stick better go straight up that motherfucker's ass. <laughs> no, no, he says I'm going to shove it down your throat and I want to fucking see that. I want to see him turn him into a fucking fuck bomb. Fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I want to see that guy mind. die before I want to see Negan die right now. Fuck that and fuck porno stashed. Fuck that guy too. Oh, that guy's oh, definitely gonna love get. That guy. I think he's gonna the get the fucking a, weird looking the weird dude, the guy from dude. Westworld. Yeah, the weird dude. Yeah, yeah. He he needs to die, but he is fantastic. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, he, no, he's really good, and so yeah. is the so is the guy we want dead because they're really good at what they do. They're all fucking dicks. This all oh, the saviors the, uh, are all dicks. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, what do, what do you think about Dwight? You think this guy's this episode or next episode that he's gonna fucking oh, just? Oh, he's gonna he's definitely gonna turn on Egan, no doubt. That's where that's where they're going with it. I think it's coming sure. up tonight. I think about Dwight. Oh, yeah. you think it's yeah. tonight? I think it's tonight. I think it's tonight where you see him. It's he's he's gone. I think he's going to switch. 
Man. And I, I don't know how you accept him if you're, I guess you're right, Johnny, you need soldiers, and he would know the ins and outs of that place. Um, but you keep um, him at he's odds. He's catching a fist to the jaw. He's kind of like a, he kind of like a fulcrum, maybe. He comes, yeah. he escapes and shows up at our front door. He's getting socked first. Uh, Locked away. Darryl. Then yeah. we'll go from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have to put Daryl on the other side of the fucking planet. Because yeah, he, he's going to fucking him gut him. Uh, and leave him just enough alive just so he can no, show him. He was cool to Daryl, though. They had like a, like they had like, they kind of connected, though. They did in a, uh, in a weird bit. In a, yeah, in a weird shit. bit they did, yeah. He kind of felt like, sorry for him. Didn't Daryl say something along the lines of like I get it, or vice versa? Like I get why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, he did. They 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 understand each other. And and remember, some people actually thought it was Dwight that left the message. That the key was that was right. unlocked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there is right. something there. And would you think Dwight's girl is going to pop up by the end of the season? So hot. Yeah. <laughs> she'll be back. Candy. I think she'll be back too. Is it, it's Sherry, right? Or is it, no, Cherry. Cherry, cherry from the outsiders. Cherry candy. Yeah. Oh, who who was Rick's girlfriend with the real annoying kid, and oh, then they yeah. all got eaten oh, and yeah. shot Carl in the eye? I liked her, man. Jesse, Jesse. She was in This Is Us. Yes, she is, and she's oh. going to be a reoccurring for season two. Good segue. Good segue because you, I want to talk a little. This is us, Johnny. I, I don't give a oh. shit. You know what? And it is, it is, has a little uh, geekdom tie. These guys are looking at me right now like I'm fucking lost. Listen, I'm not looking. If you watch Smallville back in the day, Green Arrow is a predominant character in this, this is us, the guy that played Green Arrow. He is the brother. He's the good looking actor brother. That was Green Arrow in Smallville. That, that was Green Arrow in Smallville? Yeah, that was Green Arrow in Smallville. I, I, I right when I saw, I'm not gonna get the fuck out of here because <laughs> we still have to finish the podcast. But that was Green Arrow. People out there in geekdom and the Sith heads and the Rogue winners and the Harvesters, listen, you need to watch This Is Us. It's not a chick flick kind of show. It has everything. If you love family, if you love, if you have kids, if you have parents, hopefully you do. Wait, did, can I can I go down the list? I'll go down because I did this. I did this for my friend. In, yes, in, please. Uh, the other day, please do. Something. He was just like he goes, dude, it's stupid. And I was like, all right, my man. I go, have you ever lost a parent? He was like, yeah. I was like, this show's for you. Have you ever been adopted? He's like, no, but my buddy, that show's for him. Have you ever had a parent that's like battled like narc drug addiction? This show is for you. Have you ever been morbidly obese or overweight or felt as if you were even though you weren't? This show is for you. Have you ever felt you weren't good enough to impress your mom or your dad? This show is for you. If you have a sibling and you have sibling rivalry, this show is for you. If you're a parent and you're not sure if you're a good husband or, or vice versa, this show is for you. If you're a parent and you're not sure if you're a good father or mother, this show is for you. Like, this show is in so many fucking levels, dude. And I guarantee you, when you... Like, my, my biggest joke is one of the characters... And I'm talking to the Sith listeners listening. Yeah. One of the characters is a black man adopted by a white family. And I joke, and I'm like, I relate to everyone in here. I go, I relate to the black adopted guy. And, I, and I'm neither black or adopted. But, like, I fucking relate to him, and he makes me cry. 
Yeah. No, no, I, totally. And you're absolutely right in all levels, but in all levels. And and don't just watch the first episode and say, "Oh, this is this is I knew this is going to be like this." Just keep going. There's a twist. There's twists every episode. And and it's the writing is amazing, the acting. I was telling Lorena, I don't know how these actors do it every night. And like if they they're emotionally spent every night cuz I'm emotionally spent watching it every fucking night. So they bring everything to the table. Oh, it, oh, just great. just wait till next year's Emmys. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, in the next year's Golden Globes, the next year's SAG Awards, if they don't sweep, because I was really right about La La Land. I you was about remember. to say, you called, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you called the seconds. Yeah. I was for five minutes, but Johnny's you nailed it on all levels. It's you. There's funny parts. There's there's cool stuff about football. I mean, less. Is there moments of less, triumph? Less. It's, it's in Pittsburgh. Oh. The Steelers are pretty much a character really? in, in, the, in the show. Okay. Right, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. The Steelers are a big part of the show. Big part of the show. That is your thumbs up by me and when, Johnny. When, you two need when, to watch it. Yeah, when she was like, he was like, oh, you want to watch the game with me? She's like, no, I watched it with my dad. Oh, and that, like that, that was scene. a oh, memorable geez. episode. And the last episode, not last episode, episode sixteen. I'm not going to give it away. But I have, a, I had a father who passed away. That episode was really rough. I mean, really, really rough. Tell you the Oh, like, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Johnny. Like how it went down was right. pretty much exactly how my father passed away. So that was really? just like, oh, it was rough. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm so sorry. no, no, no. It's so no, it's okay. But watching it like that, it was like Lorena was looking at me, and I was just like, I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> and you're trying, uh-huh. to be a, you're trying to be a man, you know? You're like, oh. you're like, no, this is just you know allergies, man. Just something in my eye. I need well, some Zerk. What was that one movie I told you about that I bawled crying, and then you texted me when you watched it, and you're like, I'm so. Oh, Fern Gully. <laughs> no, was it in no, my, wasn't Fern Gully. My, my sister's keeper. Tron. 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 There it is. Tron. The remake. The remake. You didn't like the remake. Oh, my sister's keeper. Yeah, yes. I know. I know which one that is. That's a rough man, one too. Was, yeah. Ooh. All right. So there's well, your. I'm in. You're in. Just I'll watch it out. At least watch three episodes for me, and and tell me if you, if you don't like it, then then okay, fine. But it, every episode gets gets better. It's not like a typical Dude, you, drama. If you're if you're a human being, you're gonna like this show. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you're a human. All right. Now let's get into our last thing we're gonna talk about, and that is rebels. Ah, and I'm so excited that I have you, Johnny Grosso, on because I want to know your take on this. I know that you're not a huge fan of the show. You watch it just like me. Okay, I'm not a, a huge fan of Rebels. I watch every week religiously, and if I miss it, I'll binge a couple here and there. But I was very surprised when I saw this last episode. But I'm going to hold my opinions until I hear what you have to say. You're the guest. You're the Star Wars expert. I want you to let me know what you think. All right. Well, I'm definitely not an overall fan of the of the show Rebels. But what I have learned in the past two and a half years is that you can count on Rebels for three, at least three amazing episodes a season. The opening, the mid-season finale, and the finale. Now, they haven't let us down yet. The, the first season, the first show, the middle show the, the last show great last say season two same thing now this season they they kind of missed the mark a little bit with the opening but it still wasn't hard however last show twin sons 
was built up for the entire season. You know, it was Ezra getting tempted by Maul, the storyline. Is Ezra going to turn to the dark side? And that's how the season started. I was hooked, man. I was like, oh, man, if this is going to be Ezra struggling with the dark side all season, I'm going to love it. Rebels has finally got it right. And then episode two or three, they, like, completely forgot about his whole battle with the dark side. So now you're like, all right, this is, like, not the finale, but, like, maybe part one of a two-part finale. I don't know. But obviously it's near the end of the season and they're hyping it up Maul and they bring it in Kenobi and you're all excited. And to make a long story short, to me, it fell flat. It fell fucking flat, dude. Okay. I, I was so underwhelmed by this episode. Number one... Kenobi and Maul were barely in it. It was fucking basically Ezra leaving the mm-hmm. ghost crew trying to get to Tatooine. And it's a twenty it's a twenty two minute episode and I swear to fucking God it took him eighteen minutes to get to Tatooine. Hmm. Yep. And then that that only left us like four minutes on Tatooine. Obi Wan was there, finds Ezra, and they, they exchange a couple words, and then literally like Maul shows up and, and Obi Wan's like, mm, Ezra, you gotta go. And fucking Ezra just goes. And then it's Obi-Wan and Maul, and they ignite their lightsabers, and they stare each other down for, like, what seems like three minutes. <laughs> and it actually, there, there's a joke that I like to tell in The Phantom Menace when Ewan McGregor and Ray Park are fighting after Qui-Gon is, is you know, stabbed and dying. They, they do this, like, kata and at each other. They pause, and they just stare at each other, and they pose. And it's like that's where this left off or started off where it left off. Yeah. Like they yeah. just posed at each other what seemed like two minutes. It was just like, are you guys going to do something? Like, are you going to fight? And then finally they fight and the fight lasted one tenth of the stare down. The yes. lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul was literally like swish, swish, slice. And right. then Obi-Wan wins. Darth Maul falls in his lap. And the only thing that kind of saved the episode for me was like the last two lines of it where Darth Maul basically asks Obi-Wan, you know, who are you watching over? Is it the chosen one? And, you know, Obi-Wan says yes. And Darth Maul kind of like dies with a smile on his face and says like he'll avenge us all. So even though he's dying, at least he knows that the Emperor's fucked in the future. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I, except for that, except yeah. for that last thirty seconds, I was I was just miserable. Well, how about the after that scene, uh, the Luke scene? Did you see the Luke what? scene? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Are we breaking news right oh, now? You didn't you didn't wait till the very no, very end. My DVR cut off. Oh no! Ooh, okay. Oh, what? Okay. Shit, okay. Dude. So there's sorry. So there's a scene. There's a scene right afterwards, right? Where Obi Wan is on a dubak. Wait, or, you're not fucking with me? No, I'm we're not fucking with we're you. Dead serious. I'm, no, I'm 100 percent serious. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Oh or you want to watch it? No, just tell me. Just okay. Tell me. So he's on a dubak. I think it's called a dubak, right? Whatever. Right, right. He's on it, and then all of a sudden, he looks on the horizon, and it's it's Luke's homestead. Yes. Pretty much, right? You see it in the in the distance, and there's the suns. It's at nighttime, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you hear Amberu say, "Luke." Luke, get your ass over here. <laughs> you see Luke, 
a little silhouette, a little silhouette of Luke sprinting home because he was out playing or something. He's got to be like six. Or he's chasing Wamprand. Six. Five. He looks like he's like yeah, eight maybe, mm-hmm. nine or maybe yeah. So no, he's Ezra's age, guys. Well, no, no, that's, no. This is the this that's the weird thing. This is a kid. This it, is a it looked like a little boy. boy. I could yeah, be yeah, totally tiny wrong. Little boy. It I've seen like it twice boy. now because uh, <laughs> I, went, I just watched it again with Les and Boo. It looked like a tiny boy, which threw me off. If he is Ezra's age, it did not look like that. But it, it's so far in the distance. Maybe if I if I watch it again, we can we can take a look at it. But and the music was the original John Williams music, and that scene was fantastic. Yes, it was it really was. cool. But they completely changed the canon now, right, Johnny? I mean, if you know that if Obi Wan knows that Ezra's alive and he knows who Ezra is, and he's training to be a Jedi, and that means he knows Kanan's alive. Obviously, that means that Obi Wan's not the only t- only one out there, right? In my opinion, twerked with the whole storyline on this thing. Well, does Obi Wan know about Kanan? Well, how does he know about Ezra? Because the first thing he looks at him goes Ezra Bridger. Yes. How does he know about no. him? If, you know what I mean? If he doesn't know about Kanan. So that was kind of weird. I liked seeing that he was over, over like watching over Luke. That was awesome. I loved hearing Amberu's voice. And the cool thing is I went on io9 and they had a interview with Dave Filoni. People were asking questions about this. So he took a lot of the things that we saw at the end of it from Kurosawa films. And if you look at Obi-Wan's his lightsaber, it looks like a blade. It doesn't look like a lightsaber. No, it at, does. at times. If you go yeah. back and look at it. And that was probably purposely done too. They actually use Amber Rue, the real actress's voice. Uh, she's passed away, but they went and got some outtakes oh, that she cool. had. Yeah. So here's here's his character. Here's what Filoni says about the decisive battle. I felt strongly Obi-Wan, if he could help it, would really rather not kill Darth Maul. Obi-Wan is it where he's become rather enlightened. He's been in the desert discovering who he is, really evolving as a character. He's not that young, brash kid that went into a fight with Maul out of anger for the fact that his master was killed. It can be the same situation. This is so many years later. Maul, for his part, is pretty much hung up on the exact moment. That's where his life went wrong. He can't let it go. And he goes on and says that where he killed him, he wanted to keep it short, but he wanted to show people that Maul was trying to do the exact same thing he did to Qui-Gon. The punch to the face and then the stab of his lightsaber. If you watch Rebels again, he literally tried to hit him in the face with his, with his double saber, and that's where he gets cut. So Obi-Wan was literally waiting for that moment. I, I do agree with you guys. I, I have no idea uh, what Rebels is. I, I know what it is, but never watched it. Never really cared for it. And I, I did hear about this, epi- this episode coming and the fight coming, so I was excited to see it. But yes, I did want more, but I'm okay with what happened after it was explained to me that Obi-Wan has moved on. He's he has He's transcended being... A normal, well, not not a normal Jedi, but he's he's gone past wanting or needing to fight. He he said, he, you know, like he said, uh, he he said to the kid Ezra, I have I have no no desire to fight him at all. So and he truly believes that, and he really does not want to fight him. But when it comes down to it, he he will, and he's gotten better. He hasn't he hasn't uh, dwelled on the past like Maul has. So he's he's changed himself. He has transcended into something different. That's why he's able to see what he's gonna do, know what he's gonna do before he does it, and defeats him in, in five seconds. I think I think the shortness of the battle was purposeful to show how much further he's gotten 
from Maul and from other other Jedi and stuff like that, he is able to defeat a great warrior in a matter of seconds with almost you know no effort, which was I thought was pretty awesome. It was, if it was more, I would have liked it, but the what I got I think was enough. And like Arash was saying, it was really beautiful. I think they should have shown... I, I liked it when Maul turned out the fire and you just see lightsaber and you see the, the color of the, re, uh, mm-hmm. of the reflection on each other. That was really yeah, awesome. Was I wish they would have done more with that. But that was really cool to see. Like just them standing across from each other with their lightsabers just in, in, the, in the night sky. Somebody should make that into it. it I, I would buy that as artwork because that was beautiful. Well, they... They borrowed that from Attack of the Clones when Dooku and Anakin yeah, that's faced right. off. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it was very Kill Billish to me, too. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, so my yeah. my question is, are we getting an Obi-Wan film? No. Well, we don't know that. We don't, don't know. So. So, See, that's, it, that's my first thought. This killed it. No, well, what I'm oh, saying yeah, is, is can we get an Obi-Wan film that, and in that film, will that give us Ezra and Kanan's fate? Will it take oh. us all the way up to A New Hope and then we figure out what happens because the la- the thing I said to Roger as soon as the episode ended was, wait a minute, that means they're alive during a- from the New Hope on. Well, not necessarily. So, Kanan well, and Ezra, season four rebels. Yeah, I mean, they could be alive for next season. Okay, and they could be alive all the way to the point to the battle at Scarif. Right? They could be killed before that, and, and Hera could be alive. We know that Hera is alive. Right, we hear her voice. We hear no, she the, is. She, she is. is. She is. That's confirmed. So she's alive, but that doesn't mean that everybody else is alive. So they could die. They could die tomorrow. I mean, in the next episode. No, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. But Boo brings up a good point. I thought if they would have made an Obi Wan standalone with Ewan McGregor, who seems like he wants to do one really badly, and I originally thought they brought Maul back so the story group could have this as a crutch if they did an Obi Wan film. But Dave Filoni went to the story group before he wrote this episode, and he said, this is what I'm going to do with Maul. Do you guys have him in any other media that this would affect? And they said no. Oh, this is, it was, That was in the same interview. Would you, Johnny, would, have li- would you have liked to see Maul and Obi-Wan in a standalone Obi-Wan film? That at yeah. The en- yeah, so would I. So, would I. so I, I thought maybe they dropped the ball on that. That would have been very cool. I was, I was hoping since Maul came back, because why else would you bring him fucking back, man? Uh, you already killed him once. You're going to bring him back again. Now you killed him again. Rebels has done more to hurt Star Wars than help it. I, I, I got I to gotta say. I'm just... Every turn, it's just like, you know, first you bring Darth Maul back, which a lot of people weren't happy with in the Clone Wars. And then when you bring him back for Rebels, it's like you don't use him. Yes. You know? At least... At least in the Clone Wars, he was huge. He had huge arcs that were awesome. Yeah. In Rebels, he was just like, I don't know. My biggest disappointment is they didn't explore Darth Maul tempting Ezra. Like, they would have made Ezra cool if he was struggling with the dark side for 22 episodes. And and they didn't do that. And then they bring back this character, you know, and then then they they kill him. It's like, I, I don't mind that they killed him but like he went he that's just horrible how he went out and and i've said it a lot like you know like earlier tonight i even said like a lot of people say the prequels aren't great films but you know whenever someone says oh i hated the phantom mass i was like really bro you hated darth maul you hated that half hour lightsaber scene lightsaber battle between Qui-Gon, obi-wan and darth maul you hated that like no that was awesome i was like all right daddy well maybe just concentrate on that douche (laughs) right like 
right, Hayden right. Christensen crying about sand. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And the, the, and the choreography on the lightsaber battle was unbelievable. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. still, it's still the best. It's still, it is. It really is. It really is. It's um, it's amazing. No, I, I hundred percent agree with you. They've and had a chance. They're fucking up. They're fucking up Thrawn. They're Thrawn fucking has up done Thrawn. Nothing. Yeah. He, well, he just been been screwed every single time. They just like they outwit him. How are you gonna How are you gonna do that to Thrawn every single time? They're doing that. I mean, they're they're showing Thrawn slowly figuring it out. Like Thrawn now knows who Fulcrum is. Yeah. So like that's cool that he figured it out. But like, can I see this guy do a little more? Like, you're not using him. There should yeah. have been an entire season dedicated to Maul, and then an entire season dedicated to Thrawn, and cut out the stupid bullshit episodes like the one with C five. Right. Oh yeah, that was that was awful. But the filler episodes. And I, I told these two guys if they just made ten episodes a year and just made them good, that'd be great. We don't need all these fucking episodes, man. Just do what Marvel does with Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention, uh, Kanan was hardly in this season. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a big mistake, man. That's a big mistake. Huge. Yeah, because Freddie Prince kills it, and Freddie Prince Jr. kills it, and and Sam Whitmer playing Maul is amazing. Yeah. Oh, and, I will say this: um, Stephen Stanton. Wow, what a great job! Oh my gosh, voice. doing Obi Wan. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, dude. No, yeah, he's amazing. Good. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So yeah, there's your there's your Rebels breakdown. You heard it on the Sith list, which is very cool because we never talk Rebels. No. <laughs> Hopefully everybody saw the episode already. Yeah, you guys aren't mad at us. You 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 should you you don't have to see the whole episode. Just see the last ten minutes and you'll be all right. And Johnny's DVR did him dirty. Yeah, yeah Johnny, yeah, dirty. Dirty. Your yeah. DVR did you? Dirty yeah, that was dirty. a very cool scene because I mean it brings you back because when you hear Amberu say Luke. It just—it was awesome, and then you hear the music, and it's the exact same Luke, music. Oh, Luke. there it is. Man, there yeah. it is. Luke. So, yeah. oh. so that was very cool. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The last five minutes of the the show was great. I'll, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the battle should have been longer. You're right, but I'll, I'll definitely take it. You don't need all that other exposition bullshit. It took him 18 minutes to get there. Ezra's head hitting the fucking plane and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, we'll see where Hold, they go. Holding, holding chopper in a desert. Yeah, holding Chopper in desert, and then they do the whole, I'm going to walk through the desert like 3PO and R2, and make the whole thing, but whatever. They did have sand people, though. I was happy about that. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Hold on. We're going to rewind real quick, because this is the first thing, a really big thing that I wanted to talk about. They're doing a Coming to America sequel. Ah. And we didn't talk about this. There's going to be some more sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate! (laughs) You know, that was my nickname for a while. Sexual chocolate? That's right. And so you sure it wasn't Hershey's Kisses? Because the size is going to be Reese's Pieces. Oh, crunch, crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Johnny's been crunching on something, dude, all, all fucking night, I think, over there. He's trying to... Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's all now right. You, now you know what I did. Right. Now no, everybody okay, knows buddy. exactly what I did in the local Everybody can give Johnny shit movie. when you hear this podcast now. Okay, mm-hmm. people. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, but you didn't do it at the most... Whatever. We're not going to get into that. Let's not. And, by the way, we are definitely down. If you need witnesses, Johnny... 
I am I am down for a witness for the trial. Oh no. The trial of Johnny Grasso. Jonathan Grasso. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call you. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> so I'm being re- I'm being I'm being represented by Ollie. So um Yes, that's a good represent that's good representation. He'll reach out to you. That's very good. Oh, I'm not good fucking around. I, I went and got like a real legit yeah, person. You, you straight out, you bad, straight so. out OJ'd it. You straight out OJ'd it yeah. right there. Shit. All right, Ollie's so pretty bright. So I won't. Oh yeah, he's awesome. I mean, what great work he's doing, by the way, with your all your amazing pictures, and a great work he's doing with Les's great pictures. That's by right. The way. Apparently, oh, he's doing great work. Yeah. I'm traveling here. I love it. Yeah, you're going everywhere, <laughs> bad. Yeah. And by the way, uh, since we're talking Star Wars, a, a shout out to the Bad Motivators. That's uh, right. Yeah, Dallas, Eric, and Luke. They got a podcast that's out. There's four episodes out. A new one's going to be out on Wednesday. It's great stuff. If you love Star Wars, listen. They get pretty in detail with some cool stuff. So listen to The Bad Motivators. You can find them on all the platforms, I believe. Uh, yeah, definitely tune in. And it's The Bad Motivators. Luke yelled at me on Twitter because I didn't say the. Uh, so I'm doing it, Luke, uh, for you. The oh, Bad fuck Motivators. Him. Fuck that guy. Jeez. Dude, fuck, <laughs> that guy. fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Dude, he's hooking you up. Like, don't complain. Yeah, Luke. You were fucking with you, Luke. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> Coming to America 2. Let's talk about this real quick because I'm a huge fan of Coming to America. And I don't like usually taking 30 years to make sequels for movies because usually they're dog shit. No shit 30 years. But I'm fucking excited for Coming to America 2. I don't know why, man. I want to see Orsino. I want to see Eddie Murphy. I want to see the Sexual Chocolate Band. <laughs> I want to see the Barbers where Eddie plays all the white guys. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. I want to see that. I am pumped about fucking this coming to America too. TMZ reported this, by the way. I don't want to have TMZ come at me, you know? Yeah, follow you going to LAX, yeah. Right, Eddie Murphy's writing the script as we speak. Is he stealing or the script? Or is he stealing it? Uh, oh, last. Gotcha. Sorry, Johnny. Sorry. <laughs> oh. If I'm James Earl Jones and I'm King Joffrey Jaffer when I put my glasses on, then I got to say it. Sorry. <laughs> Nailed it. No, no, no. Nailed it. Good one. Great minds think alike. Yeah, what do you think about this, guys, real like quick? That. I, you know what? Um, I don't know. Eddie Murphy's fallen off for me. Well, he's fallen he's, off forever. Yeah. I, I love that guy. But yeah, if this is what he has to do to get himself back into... I know what he has to do, and he doesn't do it. What, stand-up? He needs, to do, he needs to do stand-up. He needs well, to go too, out yeah. and do stand-up like he used to do with Delirious and Raw. All right, guys. I think uh, it's... Uh, it's go time, right? We're gonna we're gonna go watch Walking Dead and mm-hmm. come back and fucking do little things. Johnny, you can go to sleep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But what time? What time are you watching Walking Dead? It's gonna comes on at nine here. By the time it ends, it's ten. That's midnight. So we're his talking. Time, right? Yeah, midnight your time, bro. Oh no, it's one in the morning your time, Johnny. Oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I'll catch you on the rebound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we already talked a little Walking Dead. That's fine. We'll come back and do it. All right, guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for having me on. Thank you no, so thank much you. for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. Guys, where can they find you, Johnny Grasso? Please listen to Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Uh, you can find that on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera, Podbean. Uh, we're part of the MakingStarWars.net network. Please go out and vote for all the Making Star Wars Network uh, people and shows. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Rogue One Johnny. And again, all those ones are with W's. That's right. Wear the W with pride. Absolutely. All right, all right Johnny. Thank you so much right. again. And we appreciate Les, it, buddy. It was great meeting you. Definitely great meeting you too, Johnny. And uh, Boo and uh, Araj, uh, thank you again. Nice seeing you guys again. Yeah, no, can't wait no, to see no, you at no, Celebration. You. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be off the hook. I'm kind of jealous, man. You, you should, should be. be. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, in wow. stereo. Mm-hmm. All right, Johnny. Thank you, bud. All right, bud. Have a good Take one. Take care. Okay, so we are gonna break down the. Third to last episode of The Walking Dead for the season. We no, just saw don't it. Don't say it like that. I know. Come on, man. There surely didn't feel like a third to the last. It felt like episode I... three of yeah. the season. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled, please forward this about five, six minutes, and you should be all good in the hood. All right. Hopefully. So uh, five, four, three, two, one. Rosita Stone. Rosita Stone is the stone. stone in the whole sh- episode. So. Yes. Stone. Yeah, they find a weed farm. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> had an edible or two. Yeah, she ate, ate a couple brownies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Space loaf. So the episode was. Whew, I'll go first. Yeah, please. It didn't feel like the third to the last episode. It felt like no. an episode four mm-hmm. or five. And it didn't pick up till about three minutes before it ended. And that three minutes was pretty cool. And all I want to say is I was right about that bitch-ass Eugene. You were. Everybody thought he had angles, but I didn't think he had angles. I thought he assimilated because he's a coward and he assimilated to what would make him survive. Which I guess is not a coward to say because who knows how people would act. But his ass did not help those girls. No. Not at all. Not in any way. He so, made it actually worse. I thought it was a weak episode, mm-hmm. and I thought the ending was great, and I think hopefully the next two are going to be amazing. Scott Gimple, or Gimple, whatever his name is. Yeah, Gimple, it's Gimple. Right? Scott M. Gimple. He came out and said the season finale is going to be unreal. Oh, wow. But what is he going to say? Yeah, season really? finale is going to suck ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, people, don't watch my show. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's, it's uh, going to be good. So that's what I thought. I thought it was a filler episode, and it shouldn't be a filler episode when you have three episodes left. Yeah. Uh, Les, you want to go? Yeah. What it, what it did do, like you said, it felt very flat. Um, at one point, I was like, okay, we're, it felt like we were suffering through an episode. Yeah, no, it was suffering. Like you You're said, right. it felt like an episode where it's just like, okay, this is second or third, maybe even the fourth episode to begin a season, and then it would pick up and lead to something bigger. Um, what I didn't like, and yeah, I mean, what I did not like is that Eugene did puss out. Things happened for Eugene. People stuck their neck out at the end of the at the end of the day for him, and switched their whole plan up, and he just blew it up. He and spits on it. He totally spits on it. And now we're probably going to lose two characters instead of just losing one. But we're going to lose two characters. Did you notice that when they took the doctor away in the office, they had a prescription. This was like a cool little thing. They had a prescription for LBS for Eugene. Oh, they that's, never took it to him. Did you see it? He, he never funny. got to and use it. That's probably why he's acting a little bitch because he has a little bitch syndrome. Oh, man. He started crying. That's a long tell yeah, for a joke. Started he crying. started crying. He started like crying a like a little bitch. Kid. You have two strong females. Well, one now. Well, we, yeah, we don't we know might have happen. none actually. Let the me tell way you, this well, looks. I can tell you, I can totally see Negan getting her, and not killing her, and torturing the shit out of her, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be good. No, I, I think because we never got the Michonne rape that the governor de- does to her in the graphic novel, in the novels, 
it never really happened. Oh, so you think maybe this is Negan? This could, and, and they're all about flipping things around. Oh shit! So this could be the thing. They've been where, saving that in the pocket and for that a long would time. Suck That's horrendous to have him just rape Sasha. Oh god! Just terribly rape her. That's awful. Not gonna happen. Whatever is gonna end up happening is not a good thing for Sasha. No. And but let's hope it sets up maybe some kind of daring Robin Hood t- style escape, at yeah, least a, a breakout of goner, some kind. Man. But she's a goner for sure. Let's just everybody get set on that. And Rosita's fucking still alive. Thank God. And that other l- fucking girl, what's her name? Enid. Yeah. The, but still, her whole distraction effort was. Oh, I think yeah. she was basically Literally written fruitless. I think the, the writers nice. were like, "Let's." Ha, ah, that was a good. Thank I think you. the writers were like, "Let's just write Enid in so we can get her some screen time or some work because <laughs> she's not been doing much." Plus, you can't have your ache and eat cake and eat it too. Cake and Enid too. I fucked that joke up. Ah! It, people, you should still laugh just because of yeah. the so, effort. But your opinion on the episode? Shit. Oh yeah, it was shit. Don't watch the episode. Well, it's your turn, by the way. Yeah, do not watch the episode. It is useless. This is all you need. We shouldn't even put a spoiler warning. We should have told people, don't watch the episode. <laughs> it's useless. What is it? They don't kill Negan. They don't even shoot at him. All you need to know is that they go They go actually get to where they're going to be to actually go and try and kill him. Sasha sacrifices him to herself. Rosita's still alive. She meets Dwight. And was it Eugene? Yeah, has turned to the dark side. 100% and is okay with being with Negan. He he prefers it. Either he's too scared to leave or he prefers it. And, and the way he makes it sound, he prefers it. So don't watch the episode. Useless episode. And then and then another part, what is it? Daryl and, and Maggie finally talk to each other and talk about Glenn. That's it. That's it. You run down the whole episode there, buddy. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right. You don't need to watch it. You, you got it. the gist of it right here. Yeah, unfortunate. Unfortunate. You can't do this with a couple of left. And ne- that means next week's episode's got to be great. And the season finale's got to blow it out of the ballpark or hit it out of the ballpark. Blow it out, whatever. <laughs> 100%. It, you can it, blow it out, too. It, the, it just has to leave the ballpark one way or another. Yeah, right blow out. the fucking thing out. I don't yeah. care. So, yeah, thumbs down on this episode, y'all. Yo, yo. Thumbs down. Way down. <laughs> two, two steps forward, one step back. Oh, man. But hopefully the next two steps forward are fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully we have four steps forward. The oh, next two. man. So there it is. There is your Walking Dead. There's your letdown. There's your letdown. Now, we have a voicemail from Richie. And we're going to listen to this voicemail. And we are going to answer any questions that you might have, Richie. Or maybe uh, we haven't heard it yet. Maybe Richie is just going to cuss us out. Or just give us great, great amounts of compliments. Yes. Yes. Tongue lashing or glory, either way, we'll take it. <laughs> What's up, Sith heads? This is your boy Richie from Boston. Yeah, guys, I'm still around, still kicking. Just took a little little um, Twitter break, as it were. Just trying to refocus on some things, you know. I mean, Twitter, as we know, can be a lot of fun, but it can also be a big, giant, steaming pile of shit. But, um... Guys, I've been binge-watching the shit out of The Walking Dead, and so far, it's been fantastic. I'm like three-quarters of the way through season four. I just lo- They just lost the prison, and oh, one thing, Les had mentioned to me a while back that I would, by, by the end of her arc, like Andrea a lot better, and I gotta say... I developed a begrudging respect for her, even though I still think that Andrea's character might be the biggest douchebag in fiction. But that said, I wanted to say something about Star Wars Rebels. 
because I just watched the most recent episode with Maul and Obi-Wan, and there was a line spoken between the two of them at the end of the episode that I think is going to make Star Wars fans flip their shit. And to me, it's kind of comical, but there's a line about the chosen one. I'm wondering if you guys caught it and what you guys think of it. And I know I can ask you guys instead of some of our Star Wars buddies because I bet you they're flipping their shit right now too. And I I just want to know what you guys think, if you caught it and what you think. All right, guys, take care. All right, Richie, thank you so much mm-hmm. for that voicemail. Really appreciate it. And Richie, we've been missing you, man. Yeah. I know Twitter can be a big pile of dog shit from time to time, but sometimes you just got to wipe off that dog shit off your feet. Just keep on walking. Off your shoes and just keep on walking. Damn right. <laughs> that made no sense. You tried. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. But Richie, we love you. Mm-hmm. Please keep on sending us messages and Tweet us and, and voicemail us and all that great stuff. We really appreciate it, man. And, Miss your Boston accent. That's and right. Richie, I'm glad you did develop some type of respect for Andrea. She is, uh, she was one of the better characters for me yeah. as far as the show yeah, went she was, for a while. Right. And it was sad in certain respects for certain things. It was. And that's one of the characters that they didn't kill off on in the comic book, in the graphic novel, until this maybe question possibly so this recently, last, yes. Um, publication, episode, I don't know what it was, not episode, but issue. Mm-hmm. Yes, issue 162? Damn. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you're watching the show. I'm glad you're into the show. Glad you're watching it where you're watching it because that's a great season. It is. And we have been a little bit disappointed about this season. Hopefully the last two episodes will save it. Um, but those, I remember those days. Those were great. That's why we loved the last episode. It reminded us of those ones. Mm-hmm. What, so, what is also happening, we keep forgetting how long the season actually is right now. With all the like mid-season breaks that all the shows have to do now. I now, think it's it, hurting it. It, it just it hurts hurting it. shows and seasons because you got to take this break. It's better for some of these shows to be on the premium channels like HBO mm-hmm. and Showtime. Because they just give, they they just knock it out. You're done, and that's that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's starting to lack a little bit. But just keep your nose to the stone because there are some very high points and some very low points. Yeah, it is. It's still a great show. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we also got your question about Rebels. We did watch it. All three of us watched it. Mm-hmm. And as you heard earlier on when we had Johnny on this episode, he was not a big fan of that episode. But I know what you're talking about. I think you obviously are talking about where he says uh, Darth Maul in Obi-Wan's arm sends, will, he will avenge us. Yes. And obviously he's talking about Luke. Yep. And I think what he is saying is pretty much, well, <clears throat> excuse me, this is difficult for me because is he thinking that Luke is going to turn and he's going to not only avenge the Sith. Well, no, I thought I it was Anakin. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I thought that he was talking about Vader. Well, no, I think he's talking about the Emperor. But, when he, yeah, because he asked the question, are you protecting someone? Yeah, that was earlier. That was earlier than all these things happen. Well, not all these things because it was really <laughs> quick. Yeah. But it happens, and then when he asks, is it the Chosen One? I mean, I guess it could be Luke. Mm-hmm. It is Luke. Yeah, it, it, it is, is Luke. Luke. If yeah. it is Luke, then fine. Oh, because it, it, the chosen one could be Vader still. 
Because Vader was supposed to be right. the one and to bring balance. And at the end of it all, the Chosen One is the one who saved the day. Yes. True. The Chosen One is the one that pleaded the prophecy. Mm-hmm. In that, he brought balance to the Force, not yeah. Luke. And that was Anakin Skywalker, side, yeah. a.k.a. Yeah. Darth Vader, who grabs Darth Sidious and chucks him down. But does Darth Maul think that Luke is going to grow up to avenge what the Emperor has been doing? That's, and he's going to kill the Emperor. Yeah, that's what I think, because okay. I don't think Maul sees himself as a member of the Sith anymore. He is not a Sith anymore. He is he has thrown that aside. So when he says "avenge us," he just means and have a, have have a have ability to tap in and use the force. So I I do think that he is talking about uh, Luke being the chosen one and avenging us. So so okay. so he's not talking about himself or you know talking about Sith and Jedi. He's just talking about force users and bringing balance back to the for back to the force. Okay, I think he anyone who's been burned. By Vader and Darth Sidious, because mm-hmm. it's the rule of two, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Absolutely. And so they're the two Sith at the time, leading Sith, obviously, or the only Sith. And everyone who's been done dirty by them, basically, all the Jedi who are killed, and everyone else who's being crushed under their boot. Then that's what I think he means, including Maul, who was left for dead. Yep. Chuck, oh, yeah. Chucked well, outside it, like it, garbage. Yeah. No, he. Yeah. Well, no. And, when and you and watch Clone Wars, you could. There's a definite <coughs> revenge factor in everything he does. Right. And then, I mean, even Dooku was just murdered on the spot. Yeah. He, because he, he wasn't says, good enough. Do it. Yeah. So. My. And Get as it. he looks at him, do it. Yeah. So there you have it, Richie. Thank you for your call, man. Appreciate it. Like always. I think it's going to wrap the show up, man. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You guys want to jibber-jabber about? No. No, I'm good. Uh, it was really good to be on with Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you got to interact yeah, with Mr. Right. Grosso. Really cool. We didn't get any Transformers talk in, but... <laughs> yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we talked we about did. the trailer. We talked about we talked about the trailer. It was oh. a Nike ad. That's right, we yeah, did. We How... The... Damn, I used to get high a lot back in the day. <laughs> I'm just saying it now. Quick confession. Those brain cells, Those brain cells Sheesh, are gone, man. man. Jeez. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. Sounds like I took a bong hit. Good night, uh, are we everybody. All stoned right now? Well, are we maybe. Stoned? We promise you we'll we'll do bumps of coke before oh, the next episode. Oh man, so. that's a big promise. Yeah, we we'll, be, we'll uh, save that for Cancun. Yeah, completely oh, alert. Yeah. All right, guys. Completely alert. We'll see you on episode 33, where we'll have Mr. Jason Ward. I know he couldn't come this week, but he we, is coming. We promise we'll have him next week. We will. Yeah. If we don't, we'll do one of those. What's the? Uh, we'll get another legend to come on. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Or we'll have a cardboard cutout. Right. That, we'll that you guys it. won't be able to see. We'll do that a YouTube, <laughs> we'll It'll do help a YouTube us. live video. There oh, man. Yeah. So we'll see you next week on episode 33 of The Sith List.